Welcome back, everyone. It is episode 143 of Thirst and Goal. I am Franny. Across the for me is Ben, and we are a show about NFL football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Subscribe, and you'll get everything you need to know about the NFL and become a whiskey and beer expert like us. Subscribe at our website, thirstandgoal.buzzsprout.com. Ben, you got your Thirst and Goal podcast shirt, always representing unlike myself. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. How was how was your week this week, Ben? Uh not bad. It was a long one. It was yeah. a long one. I'm not gonna lie. It was a long week this week, uh-huh. both personally and professionally. And but and getting back, getting back. Oh yeah, getting to the back, grind a little getting bit. back to the grind a little bit. Will be traffic. Uh, you have to deal with traffic, deal with traffic next week a little bit, bit next week. Uh, so it's back to the well, back to the real world in yeah. part because you've been working from home mainly for yeah. the last what over a year now, about a year and yeah. a half. Yeah, a year and a half. So, I mean, how do you feel about waking up a little bit earlier and dealing with this shit traffic that we have here in L.A.? Well, I did it for yeah, but you're like, 20 years. Yeah, but it's almost. like you're, you're doing it anew now. It's yeah, like, that's true. I'm actually looking forward to seeing human beings uh, other than myself, my wife, my neighbors, and the mail carrier. <laughs> uh, but, you know, a couple days a week, not the end of the world. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. But it'll be it'll be interesting to get sort of like back into the formal swing mm-hmm. of things although I've, I've tried to i mean i've obviously kept to a really rigid schedule so it shouldn't be i don't know how you do it though like very, i seriously don't know how people deal with traffic traffic over here well you know it, it is what it is yeah. it is you know you, you the locate you have to get between one location and another location somehow yeah uh you know so we'll you know we'll just we'll play it by ear and uh see how long i can put up with it Probably, I, I usually work like you know two to four miles away yeah exactly and, and, and even then i get pissed off like, what are you waiting for? It's a, it's a green light. Go. That's why Step I recommend everyone buy a car with self-driving so that when you're sitting in traffic on the way home, at least you're not angry. You settle in. Listen to yeah. Thirst and Gold podcast exactly. while you're sitting in traffic and just let the miles go by as you hear the smooth stylings of our <laughs> NFL analysis and bourbon and beer analysis. Ronnie, how about you? How was your week? Uh, it was a good week, Ben. Actually, you know, on Thursday, it was a slow day at work, so I left a little bit earlier, actually. So I worked about five hours that day. I had some life balance hours sitting around, so I still got my full eight hours regardless. So, you know, a little bit less work this week than usual. It was actually this week flew by. So, I mean, the last couple of weeks have flown by. So it was a good week. I love to hear that. Friday, what are you drinking over there? Uh, tonight. Right, what are you drowning your Eagles, <laughs> Steelers, and Seahawks oh, sorrows man. with over there? So depressing, Ben. Uh, well, I'm, I'm drinking some of the Bell Mead bourbon with a little bit of Coke and a little bit of that light tonic, actually. That, I mean, it's not it's, bad, it's, right? It's, not, it's actually not that bad because it's, it's not that strong tonic sort of flavor, that full tonic flavor. Yeah, it's, it's a little it's bit a, light. It's a little bit lighter, not as much sugar. Uh, so it actually tastes... Better than I expected. What about you, Ben? I am drinking, or I'm continuing to drink, the Copper and Kings, the moons of Jupiter Gin. Beautiful gin from Kentucky, made in a bourbon distillery. Can't recommend it enough. They've got about four gins in this line with different botanicals, different flavor profiles. Uh, not a sponsorship, not an endorsement. Oh, well, it is a personal endorsement, yeah. but they are not endorsing the podcast. They but should. I truly, truly recommend this. It's a be- They definitely should. Because I bet you there's not a lot of podcasts out there that are talking about Copper and King's uh, gin line. And mm-hmm. it's a great, 
great winter gin because each has a different line of botanicals or a different mixture of botanicals, but they're all great in the wintertime. Franny, great week of football. Terrible week for our teams. What are we going to talk about tonight? Uh, tonight, Ben, on the big board, we have our NFL Week 3 breakdown and Week 4 picks. We also have a, we also have a shout-out to our new and loyal listeners out there. We have Franny's Flame and Ben's Bust of the Week. Yep, yeah, I'm probably going to talk about Monday Night Football. Uh, we also Me too. Have Me too. Ben's betting corner. You were so close with your parlay. The only team that fucked you this week was the Eagles. Was the Eagles, and I even chose against the Chargers. The Eagles. Win the the uh, the you chose the a lot Chargers of underdogs. Win. I chose at least four underdogs. The Chargers won. The the Saints won. The Vikings won. I can't remember. There was another underdog, big underdog that I chose. All the underdogs won. Except I was just waiting on Monday night for the Eagles to get a big win mm-hmm. against their rivals. The Dallas Cowboys in Dallas, and did they deliver? No, they got blown out, and Jonathan Gannon should have been fired on the spot. Yeah, yeah, he should have been. He should be looking for a new job right now, but unfortunately, he's still the defensive coordinator. Yes, if Michael Lombardi can see how you're fucking up, you're fucking up. And we also have our shot of the week, and uh, it is a shot inspired by the terrible officiating this year and every year in the NFL, they just cannot clean it up. It's the same shit every single year. Like in the, I mean, Detroit Lions fans should be pissed oh, right God, now. Yeah. I mean, that was a great kick. You know, sixty-six yards. Wow, amazing. The the ball barely made it through. Great, but still, that kick should not have happened. And uh, tonight we have the umpire dumpster fire shot. Ben, terrible. That was a dumpster terrible. fire. That was all all the way across the league. This uh, week. Everywhere, everywhere. And we also Is it have a touchdown. Our- I don't know. No one seems to know at the goal line whether it's a touchdown or not. They just put a chip in the ball, man. We have so much technology. Just put a chip in the ball. If it passes the line, you know, red light goes on or something, it's a touchdown. You know it. Well, you can't see the ball, but I can see his body. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, that's your expert analysis. You can see the body? Is this yeah. 1995? Yeah. Uh, we also have our beverage of the night, Ben, the Singleton, 12-year-old scotch. Yeah, looking forward uh, it's to that an one. interesting-looking bottle. It's not something that you would, I mean, on the shelf, it doesn't look like something a scotch would be in. It's just like a flat, thin, tall bottle. It's usually, you know, a cylindrical bottle. This one's pretty It's, it's pretty interesting, and I can't wait to try that. We also have our bev- or beer, actually, of the night, which is from Einstock it's once back. again, Ben. We've had, I don't know, maybe six or seven offerings from Einstock. Some were hits, the last few were misses, and it is the Icelandic Arctic Lager, and then we have our housekeeping to finish up the show. All right, Franny, what's first up on the big board? First up, Ben, NFL Week 3 breakdown. Can you believe it? We are already in Week 3, going into Week 4. Next week, we'll be talking about Week 5. Before you know it, we're going to be talking about Week 18 or Week 17, Uh, but it's, it's crazy how quickly... This is moving along. We talked about the Panthers or the Panthers wiping the floor mm-hmm. with the Texans without Tyrod Taylor. First up, game of the week, Franny. Yes. Chargers 30, Chiefs 24. Chargers go to 2 and 1, Chiefs go to 1 and 2. Is this look the at, outcome that you expect? Justin Herbert. Who is who is the best quarterback in that division right now? Is oh, it's it Herbert? Justin Herbert? Is it Mahomes? Is it Carr? It's Justin Herbert. Carr? It's Justin Herbert. Okay. I mean, you're pretty high on Carr. All uh, well, I mean, he's three zero. <clears throat> but I mean, I mean, for, all three teams that they've beaten won over ten games last yeah. year so far. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but look at look at Justin. Herbert. I mean, and and the Chargers should actually. Well, of be course, th- Patrick Mahomes. The Chargers is the best should be. In that division. The Chargers should be three and zero right now. 
They yeah. really should be. They should have yeah. beaten the Cowboys. They scored a couple of touchdowns that were called back, but they sh- definitely should be 3-0 and right now, sitting atop the division. Uh, but, I mean, four touchdowns, 281 yards for Justin Herbert. I mean, this kid is amazing. And you called it last year when he came out of the draft, and you said he should probably be the number one overall pick. Because so. this guy, I mean, he looks like a stud out there. I mean, week after week. He is performing well. I mean, it's 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 amazing to see what he's doing in his second season because usually he'll get that sophomore slump, but he's not slumping. No, he's not slumping. And look at these numbers, Franny. 26 of 38 for 281 yards and four. Count them. Four touchdowns. No help on the ground. Austin Eckler with only 55 yards. But Mike Williams, a resurgent, a reborn. Touchdown every Mike week. Williams. Or multiple touchdowns. Yes, yeah, seven receptions for 122 and two huge touchdowns. Austin Eckler with a touchdown. Keenan Allen with a touchdown. Everybody gets a touchdown. But on the other side of the ball, the Chiefs uncharacteristically continue to turn the ball over. Patrick Mahomes, 27 of 44 for 263. Count them. Three touchdowns. Two big interceptions. Take them off the board. Uh, And we have Nicole Hardman with a touchdown. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire with a touchdown. And Joe Forston with a touchdown through the air. But what say you about the Chiefs, the turnover problems, as well as the defense not performing well at all the Chiefs can you believe it I mean, are defense, one and two you know with Andy Reid under the helm I mean their their defense has never been at the top it's always been middle of the road sort of but, but the, the fact that they're turning it over now and I think it's about seven or eight turnovers through the first three yeah, weeks two of the interceptions season. and a fumble in this game I believe yeah. Mahomes is not really looking like himself though you know throwing interceptions as as often as he is now this is not the Mahomes that we've grown to know and love Ben yeah, I mean, I'm shocked. I am, I am, I'm not shocked by the de- the poor defensive play, but I am shocked with the level of play from that offense, both running the ball and Mahomes' inability to actually get his receivers down the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was that first week when he was able to hit Tyreek Hill at will, McCole Hardman, uh, but he's struggling. What What do you think it is? What do you think is missing in that Chiefs offense? I'm not because sure. the Chargers defense is. I mean, they're a solid defense. No, I mean, the, I mean, the Chargers but, are solid. I mean, but finally, the Chargers actually won a close game. Yeah. You know, exactly, I mean, the you, Anthony Lynn. He's shaking off the is, Anthony Lynn this stink. Is, this is what they need. This is what and they went team, for it on fourth down. Yep, yep. I mean, taking chances, and you have to take chances against uh, Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs with Andy Reid at the helm. I mean, it's it's you definitely have to take chances against certain teams, and uh, they did it in this one. But I'm not sure what it is with the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, maybe it's just uh, uh, you know early season. Uh, Issues that they're having, I'm sure they're going to fix them. You know, I mean, that, maybe Andy Reid is. Oh, he, he, he went to the hospital. He said, "I can't even look at this. I can't look at you. I yeah, can't. It, I can't look yeah, at I'm these not, players not sure. for another what second. What was wrong with Andy Reid? I mean, he, he just felt like he it, felt poor. I mean, uh, thought he might be having you know mild heart attack or mm, potentially mm, some internal issue. But he was he yeah. was cleared later in the week, so he's good to go. Yeah, but yeah, he didn't feel very good after the game, and I wouldn't have felt good either. <laughs> If I after had that turned the ball over three. No, but I mean that that division. I mean, do you think this division right now is the best division in football? Mm, I still think the NFC West is the best division in football. The Steelers suck, so we can't we can't call it uh, the AFC North. But I think the Seahawks they'll figure out. I hope they'll figure out what's going on with their offense. But the Rams look like the best team in the yeah, NFC right they now. Do look like the best team in the league right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean they look amazing. The Niners are just a a hair away, a, a good decision away by Kyle Shanahan. From playing at a high level, Garoppolo has actually been playing better than I expected. Come on, and then you're, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna doubt Garoppolo. Yeah. Come on, I've been talking about Jimmy uh, GQ yeah, for yeah, the longest yeah. time now. Even Tom Brady's like, well, I was gonna go to San Francisco, but I didn't think I was that much better than Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Uh, and the Cardinals, the Aaron and Rogers the Cardinals hate. look good. So, I mean, I think 
because I just all, don't know. All not, four teams, all four teams are solid. The Steelers suck. I'm not 100 percent on on Arizona. Just did. I mean, you know, the first eight games of the season usually they're Kingsbury pretty good. Will pull it together. Usually they're pretty good, and I like the way Kingsbury has turned that team around. Um, but you know, I want to see what they do later on in the season. I mean, you know, they start hot every single year. It seems like so far for the last couple. Of, well, at least the last couple of years um, with Kyler Murray, but then they they hit a wall. You know, so I want to see what happens there. But in the AFC, I mean, you got the Raiders are playing well, the Chargers are playing well. You know, Kansas City is still Kansas City. I mean, they're one and two right now. We'll see, they're Kansas but, City, and uh, when I, I'll believe it when and I see even it. Denver. Yeah, Denver, Denver is has playing played well. some terrible opponents but so far. They're three and zero. Teddy Bridgewater is, you know, he'll fall down to earth. We'll, uh, we'll learn why a, he's been on five different teams. At they'll some play point a good year. team. They'll yeah. play a good team eventually. Yeah, I mean, he's been on five different teams for a reason. Yeah. Uh, although I do like Teddy B, you know, I think that that his he's he's at his ceiling right now. They have no place to go but down from here. Uh, but Brandon Staley for the for the Chargers, I mean, they, he's changed the whole culture down there. Everyone thought SoFi Stadium mm-hmm. was going to be the absolute home of the Rams. The Chargers will be an afterthought, like the Clippers they still sort of are, are at Staples a Center. Bit. They still are a little, little bit, bit. Yeah. but this team. I think they they could go toe-to-toe with the Rams Mm -hmm. on any given Sunday if they're both at full strength and make it a competitive game, and I'm really impressed. Maybe an L.A., L.A. Super Bowl? Uh, L.A., L.A., in L.A. In L.A. Yeah. (laughs) Could we have back-to-back Super Bowls with the home team winning? Yeah, and they'd both be home teams, so whoever wins would be the home team. I mean, it is possible because it's a changing of the guard in the NFL this year. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty interesting, though, with Mahomes playing the way he is, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire just can't hold on to the ball, man. Nope. Get some stick him. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) A lot of bad turnovers this year. Uh, next up, Friday, Cardinals at Jaguars. Yeah. Your My. Cardinals. You don't want to believe in the Cardinals. You don't want to believe in Kyler Murray with his 316 no, yards. Kyler Murray has played amazing so far. I mean, Kyler Murray, you know, he, he should be in the MVP running early on right now, the way he's been playing. 31 um, to 19. Exciting to watch. I mean, this game was a little bit closer early on in the game, and the, the Arizona Cardinals just blew it wide open, and they just, you know, murdered Jacksonville at the end. Yeah, and... You know, thirty-one to nineteen. Cardinals go to three and zero. Jags fall to zero and three. Yeah, James Conner, Ben. Another heartbreaker. But James Conner, eleven carries, forty-three yards, and two. two. Count them. Two touchdowns. Steelers could have kept nice him. Could have kept him for one point like, yeah, two exactly. million dollars. I I, that that one made no sense to me. Why two million dollars? Yeah, you have Najee Harris. You have James Conner on the team. You know, you, they could have kept yeah, him. Benny Just, Snell. We got Benny yeah, Snell. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. We got we got Anthony McFarland, who's on the. <laughs> I think he's on the IR. Uh, yeah. I, I can't for the life of me figure out why they didn't keep yeah. James Conner for. A million and a half, whatever it was. I think they paid him a million one or a million two yeah. in Arizona. I mean, they had they could have finagled the salary cap mm-hmm. to keep Connor around, and especially since we'll talk about Najee Harris' inability to see hole, hit hole uh, later oh, look on. At, look at AJ show. Green though, man. yeah, AJ off Green, the scrappy, still in the league. Five receptions, one hundred twelve yards. Man, he's still doing it. Yeah, I mean, and, he was injured for so many years, or just was. Decided not to play. Well, he decided <laughs> not to play, and he didn't have much of a quarterback situation until recently in Cincinnati. Didn't have it last year after Burrow went down. Uh, but also, let's see, Christian Kirk with 104 yards through the air. Kyler Murray with another touchdown on the ground using his legs. But what say you for the transcendent generational talent, Trevor Lawrence? 22 of 34 for 219 yards and one touchdown. Count it. And two interceptions subtract those interceptions james robinson with a touchdown on 88 yards and 15 carries dj clark big tight end with a touchdown Franny, what do you think about trevor lawrence thus far we'll DJ talk about clark. him 
What's that? DJ Chark. DJ Chark. Why do I keep saying DJ Chark? It almost looks like an L. It reminds me. Maybe you got a larger screen for you, Ben. Maybe that's for... For, uh, or, or I for, need a 1.75 readers. For for Christmas, maybe I should get you uh, a larger, uh, what, what is that thing a 32 called? 32-inch. Uh, Microsoft. Uh, what is surface. It? Surface, yeah, yeah. Get you a larger surface to look at right there. Maybe zoom in. Maybe put it at 150. Yeah, I got to stretch out the font. Uh, yeah, I think I'm thinking of the tight end for Indianapolis. Yeah. Uh, Dwight Clark. Dwight Clark. San Francisco. Oh, it's been quite a few years. Wasn't that something Clark? In Indianapolis, wasn't there a tight end named Clark for Indianapolis? Wasn't it Dwight Clark? Wasn't it like what's the name? Uh, yeah, I forget whatever his yeah, name was. I but I mean, yeah, yeah. But what do you think about Lawrence? Uh, you know, he's a rookie. I mean, there are a lot of the rookie quarterbacks this season have struggled early on. All of them, uh, especially with the Jets. <laughs> but you know, I, I, when it comes to the Jets, I just sort of uh, uh, assume, shake it off. And be I like, just no, assume that's the Jets. <laughs> that's, I mean, it doesn't matter. It could be like the, he could be a generational talent, but yeah. not with the Jets. Yeah. I mean, maybe when he gets traded to Jacksonville, or not Jacksonville, but where'd he go? Uh, Darnold's in Carolina. A- anywhere. Anywhere, really, as long as you're not with the Jets. But we'll talk about the, the follow-up game to this yeah, one, where, yeah. he, where Lawrence cleaned up the interceptions a little bit, cleaned up his play, threw the ball away, didn't yeah, take as he, many it, chances. They know, ran the ball too much with him, but... You know, a lot of great quarterbacks uh, start slow. I mean, Peyton Manning in his career, he started very slow with uh, Indianapolis. So I, I, you know, they had a very terrible season, his first season there. You, you could say that. Um, yeah. But, you know, he looks like... You know he's 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 definitely coming along. You know, I mean, he's a work in progress. I'm I'm not sure if Urban Meyer is the greatest coach uh, for the Jags right now. I mean, college obviously great, but in the NFL, I'm not sure if he's ready to take on the NFL. Yeah, I agree. And he's carrying the ball far, far too often. If you ask me, Trevor Lawrence, you got a young, talented quarterback like that. I don't know that you want him running into the arms of NFL defenders on a routine mm-hmm. basis. Uh, next up, Franny, speaking of teams in complete disarray, mm-hmm. Cleveland 26, Bears 6, playing in Cleveland. Bears fall to 1-2. and two. Somehow they got to win. Cleveland goes to 2-1. and one. Franny, what say you about Justin Fields' first debut? 6 for 20, 68 yards, no touchdowns, yeah. no interceptions, 3 carries for 12 yards. Yeah, that, Couldn't that... do anything behind that offensive line, mm-hmm. but still not a good effort. Yeah, I think he was sacked about 9 times in this game. Uh, you know, some were his fault, some were the offensive line's fault, but you know, I mean, people were screaming for Justin Fields, and yeah, I still would start Justin Fields over, uh, over uh, the Red Rifle, but yeah. um, you know, growing pains, definitely some growing pains. I mean, I'm sure he felt it in the morning after nine sacks. I mean, yeah. the, you know, literally pain. Um, but I mean, for Justin Fields, I would still start him. You know, I know Nagy was talking about you know throwing everything on the table with. Yeah, I think uh, he was just with Dalton, with Fields, with Foles. I mean, he's got three quarterbacks there. But, you know, I would definitely just roll with Fields, see what you got with this guy, you know, see if he can improve. And, uh, you know, if they continue to play like this, they might have a draft pick, a high draft pick next year. So if you do need to move on from Fields, you know it in the first season. Yeah, exactly. You know, my motto, give the baby the bottle. You know, mm-hmm. if someone's whining and screaming and crying that, oh, if they only had this thing, they would do so much better or things would be so much better if they yeah. only had this thing. Give it to them and then see how it works out. They gave the fans Justin Fields and it was much worse than Andy Dalton, although there will be some growing pains, but be careful what you wish for. On the other side of the ball, Baker Mayfield, 19 of 31 for 246 and count it, one touchdown, but Kareem Hunt with 81 yards on the ground. Nick Chubb with 84 yards on the ground. Baker Mayfield with 31 yards on the ground. Touchdowns all the way around. One for Austin Hooper and one for Kareem Hunt in this game. But finally, the Browns are rolling. Defense playing well. They got that two-headed monster with Hunt 
and Chubb and Baker Mayfield is mm-hmm. playing Hunt, man. really, really well. Hunt is looking like he did with the Kansas City Chiefs a few years back. Another guy know? they could have kept around. I mean, I know he had two... some personal off the field issues, yeah. but they could have kept him around yeah. too. Could have, could have, did not. And look at them now, one and two. Well, what do you but... think about the? The Browns, Browns. are, good, are the they Browns? for real, Friday? What do you think with a ben? playoff win because last we year? A, we have a new punishment shot on the table right oh, now. Oh yeah, How do and you it doesn't feel? even look bad. How you do know, you feel about the I'm Browns? Angry. They're in your division, and for so many years they were at the bottom. You didn't even give a shit about them. No, you completely no. ignored that they're even a team in the exactly, NFL. Exactly, because the Bengals were hot and cold over the years. Uh, you know, of course, uh, you know Tyler Boyd talking a lot of shit after the Steelers game last year. I'm not sure that that makes up for nearly a full century of sucking balls in Cincinnati. That's I'm not sure you want to be That's a shot. I'm not sure you want to be talking the Browns, shit but, if you're you know. a Cincinnati Bengal. Yeah, you had some decent teams. Yeah, you went and you choked in the Super Bowl. But you're, you're this team has sucked balls for a long long time since its inception just about. Uh so don't talk shit if you're Tyler Boyd. Wait until you get against some good opponents. But you know, the Browns, I- I'm angry because the Browns are doing what the Steelers should be doing. They are running the ball well. Uh, 32 total carries in this game for the running backs. One for Beckham, two for Ernest Johnson, three for Case Keenum somehow at the end of the game in garbage time. (laughs) But even Baker Mayfield with four carries. But 32 carries for over 160 yards for the Cleveland Browns, and that is what the Pittsburgh Steelers should be doing. This should be the Pittsburgh Steelers box score. Not the Cleveland Browns box score. So I'm 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 happy for Cleveland, happy for Baker Mayfield and Kevin Stefanski. They're doing a great job. Yeah. But and angry that, 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 that they've turned into the Steelers and the Steelers have turned into the Jets. Well, I mean, it took you know 50 years, but uh, you know it, it's it's uh, you know for Baker Mayfield, he also, he actually looks a little bit more mature out there. You know, I was always, yeah, not crying for a contract. Yeah, and, and I, I was I was that that's where the uncertainty was. Looking at Baker Mayfield is like, how mature can this guy? He's out there talking be? to his neighbors on this progressive yeah. commercial. <laughs> yeah. Those those commercials are great. He's actually a pretty good actor yeah. compared to other football players. He's better than Aaron Rodgers, yeah. that's for sure. Oh come on, you can't say that. Yeah, nah, I definitely can say nah. that. Well, Aaron Rodgers is acting all the time. His entire life is. Yeah, but act. it seems like he so it does. It makes really, sense. To be you know, it seems it. like guys respect him, but now he's really taking on that leadership role where he knows yep. like he's the man. And like his his maturity level, it just seems different this year than in years past too. So you know he's been playing good, but I mean, like you said, I mean the, Not the ground a lot game, of mistakes. the ground game with Chubb and Cream Hunt, and you know it's they have a good defense. I mean they're they're going to be one of the one of the stronger teams once the playoffs roll around in the AFC. So. Yeah, and he's not making a lot of mistakes. But you and said that's... something very negative though, Ben, about. Not about the Browns. Well, Tyler Boyd but, talking shit about the Steelers, yeah. players quitting. Well, first of all, we were getting blown out. So I'm sorry if we if we weren't particularly enthusiastic about the end of that game as a Steeler player. And, yeah, it was fourth and ten. Yeah, they threw a terrible pass. But, you know, you, you live and you learn. But Tyler yeah. Boyd should not be – I mean, Tyler we, we take Boyd I mean, later should on. not be talking shit about anyone. If you play for the Cincinnati Bengals, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Cleveland Browns, the – the Los Angeles Chargers just don't talk shit about anybody until you have the Jets. You in the Jets? hand the Jets. the Jets. But even the Jets have a Super Bowl title. Even the well, Colts have a Super it's, Bowl it's, title. It's been a really long time for the Jets. Yeah, but at least they have one. Yeah, I mean Joe Namath. I mean that was a long time ago. But the Cleveland Browns have don't one. have any. The no. Los Angeles Chargers don't have any. Nope. And you know who doesn't? The fucking Cincinnati Bengals don't have any. And when Chris Collinsworth is your best receiver of all time, maybe don't talk shit about the Pittsburgh Steelers. The and they're annoying. six. Six Super Bowl titles. One of the most annoying TV personalities out there, too. Why are we but, doing this uh, shot, yeah, Ronnie? And what are we? What you, shot ben. are we doing? We, we moved are, to a new. Yeah, punishment we were, we shot. were drinking, uh, you know, for our punishment shot. 
Um, we were drinking the J.P. Weiser's Vanilla Whiskey. And the reason we're taking this shot is because Signed in Blood many years ago, Ben, um, it was a contract. If I say anything negative about a team in my division, which is the NFC East, then I take a shot. If you say anything negative about a team in your division, which is the AFC North, then you take a shot. And if Sonya, who used to be on this podcast and eventually may join us sometime in the future, if she says anything negative about any team in the NFC West, then she takes a shot. Uh, that probably will never happen. Yeah. But we still it's part of the it's part of the contract. And it's, and it's her, hard. Her, her her signature is yeah. there. It's, yeah. It's, it's, she just it won't do a shot. <laughs> and it's hard to because now it's just basically childish to be talking about Tyler Boyd because everyone in the division except the Steelers yeah. is a quality football the team. The Steelers are like the Browns. So now. so I have to like make Browns. up, you know, childish things to say just so I can take one of these shots. Yeah, but tonight but we this have one catch. looks like it's better than that nasty yeah. nasty JP Weiser. Yeah, JP Weiser's was pretty bad. We have the catch fire peach and cinnamon flavored whiskey, so it's not like top shelf under top 10 bucks quality stuff. This one was 12.99. Ooh. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm That's know, up there. I'm upping it, Ben. It's you up know? there. That JP <laughs> Weiser's was maybe 9.99 and that one before it uh, I forget what it was like that cider that we had. Yeah, it was like that one wasn't that bad. That was it was bad better one. than JP Weiser's, that's for sure. Let's see how this peach and cinnamon flavored whiskey. I bet this one's not bad. I should probably get something worse. I was looking at some of the moonshines. <sighs> that's good. That's not good. That's <sighs> not good. It's not good that it's good. I know. Well, well, well. We'll just another have to, thing. We'll just have to curse all of another our thing. All of our teams. This one is thirty percent alcohol, whereas the other one was about forty percent alcohol. So I think we could probably, you know, down a few more of these and not and the start slurring our speech later in the podcast. Or exactly, you know, losing our mind. All right, Franny. Next up, your division: the yeah. Washington Football Team at Buffalo Bills. Bills forty-three, Washington twenty-one. Washington falls to one and two. Bills go to or rise to two and one. Bills, I think, are leading the league in point differential this year, pouring it on the Washington football team. Poor Tyler Heineke. But Josh Allen, 32 of 43 for 358 yards, Franny, and four. Count them. Four touchdowns. Mitch Trubisky gets in the action. One for one. One for one for, for one, one yard. yard. Count them. That is a count them. That, count that yard. Which is essentially maybe Mitch Trubisky. Actually, would right now in fit Chicago, in with the Steelers in Chicago, right now they're probably screaming for Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, uh, with exactly. The, with the quarterback situation that they have <laughs> exactly. over there, like, why'd you guys get rid of Trubisky? I know. Be careful. Is just Cutler? <laughs> is Jay Cutler available? Is he still? Is he out there somewhere? I mean, you can't you can't win if you're a Chicago quarterback. But poor Tyler Heineke, fourteen to twenty four for two twelve two count them two touchdowns, but two interceptions. Friday, what say you about the Bills and the Washington? Yeah. I think I, this this game at one point was tied 14-14 or like 17-14. It was a close game, and then the Bills just blew it wide open. But still, though, I'm not I'm not sure what to think about the Bills in the AFC right now. I mean, they lost the Steelers. That was the first game of the season, but the since Oh, 
I'm sorry, that is I didn't so. That is. So, I mean, it's so bad that it's good. I know. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but since yeah, it's in yeah. our adopted team, yeah. and it's the only well, team. We need to get the Fly Eagles that's Fly. Then. Any good? We need to get the Fly Eagles Fly. If we're gonna play that, we need to get. The, well, actually, right now, not. Well, the we don't, Eagles we, are there's nothing, grounded. There's nothing to fly. The Eagles are grounded. About the Eagles right now. Yeah, they're at an Air Force yeah. base somewhere that's been abandoned. Yeah, it's. <laughs> they're in the, they're some, in the graveyard of planes out in Arizona. Got some, they've got some old MiG 17s laying around. It's not even like you know. At fifteen, exactly. it's, 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 it's a bunch 17s. of warhogs and <laughs> warhogs are actually not bad. Warhogs. It's actually a nice play. Yeah. But Franny, you were saying you don't know what to make of the Bills. Yeah, I don't know what to make of the Bills just yet, only because I mean they lost to the Steelers. We see what the Steelers have done the last uh, three weeks. Um, you know, actually, even the Steelers, even against um, uh, Cincinnati. I mean, we don't know how good Cincinnati is, but I mean the Bills should be considered one of the better teams in the AFC, and they lost to the Steelers in the last two moments. Did, did that so actually I, happen? The last two opponents haven't been the greatest. I mean, Washington is not a very good football team, and they they played it was Miami last week. They played yeah. Miami last week without you know really a starting quarterback, and they kicked their ass. They kicked Washington's ass. But what's going to happen when they come up against the powerhouses in the AFC? Are they going to be able to put up these many? I mean, because they blew out Miami. They yeah. blew out Washington. But I think what they, are they will do. I think they against will. you know Kansas City. I mean, you know Kansas City. Obviously, they're at the bottom, but like or Oakland or one of those teams. Like the teams that are playing well right now. How are they going to play against those teams? You can blow out the bad teams, but how are you going to perform against the good ones? I don't know. I mean, to me, the biggest question mark is still Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. I mean, is he the quarterback that can take your team deep into the season with a winning record, stay healthy, spread the ball around, but also, you know, come through when it matters in the playoffs, do what you need to do to win three playoff games and get to the Super Bowl and really put it on. Uh, late in the season. That's my question about Josh Allen. I'm not quite sure if he's that guy, but if this game is any indication, look at the way he spread the ball around. Cole Beasley, 98 yards. Emmanuel Sanders, two touchdowns and 94 yards. Stephon Diggs with 62 Cole yards Beasley, on six man. carries. Four carries or four catches for Dawson Knox. Three Why catches the Cowboys for Zach moved on from Cole Beasley? Yeah. I have no idea. So stupid. But look at the way he spread the ball. I have no idea. I, I, <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. All right, all <laughs> right, all right. Good thing about high school girls. <laughs> As I get older, they stay the same. Age. I still haven't watched the movie. I yeah. still have not Great watched movie. the movie. Great movie, but I mean, everybody. Need, I mean, what's his name? He's got uh, Renfro in in Las Vegas for Derek Carr. You've got Cole Beasley here. I mean, Brady for years. He either had uh, uh, Wes Welker, mm-hmm. and then he had uh, who's the guy that got hurt? Edelman. Edelman, who constantly got smashed around. You need that guy in your team. I don't know why you'd move away from a guy like Cole Beasley, a possession receiver that's willing to go across the middle of the field and take hit after hit after hit. Yeah. But move the ball but a forward. Great move. I mean, for Buffalo to get those hands. I mean, you know, because look at spreading the ball Be- around. Not only Beasley, but also Diggs too. Yeah, I mean, that was a, a bit. That was a big pickup for them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, and he's not to... even their best receiver this year. Yeah. No. No. But I mean, just like they they built a team around him, <laughs> which is something that a lot of teams don't do. Like. New York has Daniel Jones floundering out there. Not even I mean you have to you have to build and his around best receivers out. your 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 quarterback, your your new young yeah, quarterback. I agree. Not not everybody's Aaron Rodgers out there. Well, yeah, but all he, he makes needs, bad. All he needs is one receiver he that makes de- bad receivers look good. All he needs is one receiver that the defense decides they don't want to cover. Uh, but on the other side of the ball, let's just let Devontae Adams get open. Is Devontae Adams out? Yeah, just let play, play single high. I'll just, let's, I'll just let's play single high. Close my eyes and throw the ball in the air. Yeah, he's, I don't, he's out there. I don't need to cover there. Devontae. I mean, why cover Devontae <laughs> Adams? What, well, why? Why? Why Why would you do that? No, nah, he's terrible. It's the only guy he's going to throw to <laughs> in the last 15 minutes it's of the funny. game. It's funny. We'll but talk about don't that bother game, throwing but it was funny. Him. But Antonio Gibson had a nice game. Uh, no, he had one reception. A very wrong, a long one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
he had a nice he had a nice game. Uh, but you know, Tyler Heineke against that Bills defense, it just it was an uphill battle for them. But the Bills look like they're for real. We'll Would you see. still start Taylor Heineke? I mean, do you think uh, moving forward with the Washington yeah. Reds, with Washington, uh, the Washington Football Team, do you think that? I would. He's like a long-term quarterback long term for that now. team. Like maybe two or three years down the line. Do you think uh, do you think this guy might be the answer over there? I don't think so. Yeah, no. I mean, I think he's got talent. Yeah. But, but they've got enough weapons on that team, and the defense is strong enough that they should be a little bit more competitive in these games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe not against the Bills, but you know. Uh that's true, but I, I'd like to against see... the Eagles, yes. Against the Giants, yes. I mean, I like so Heineke. You don't Cowboys, get me wrong, but uh, uh, but I, then again, it is Washington, so I don't want to. I I don't have a lot of faith in any quarterback for Washington, and much in the way I don't have a lot of faith in any quarterback for the New York Jets mm-hmm. until they prove to me that there's that they've got the structure in place, the coaching in place, and the play calling in place no, if it, if to Patrick. make a quarterback successful. Because the quarterbacks have have not had an opportunity to be successful there in a long, long time. If Fitzpatrick is healthy and ready to go, would you start Fitzpatrick over Heineke? No, I would just start Heineke. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Fitzpatrick, you're going to get a couple good games, a couple stinkers, a good game, good game, stinker, stinker. Yeah, like, this is a stinker. But they're not going to the playoffs. I mean, they're not going to the playoffs in that division. Yeah, they so did last year. I would I would see what you can get out of Heineke, see if he's someone that you could potentially parlay into a trade, potentially for a fourth or fifth round pick, mm-hmm. or keep him around for a couple years as you wait. For the quarterback that you want to come out in the draft or a trade to become available, I, I think he's he's serviceable enough. I like Fitzmagic, obviously, but I don't think he's the quarterback that, with a young squad like that. I think you want to have a younger quarterback that can bond with those players, that can really develop relationships with those guys, and ha- have a long term outlook. And I don't think Fitzy is that guy. Yeah. Next up, Friday, Colts at Tennessee Titans. Yeah, Colts at zero three. Colts zero and three. Tennessee two and one. 25 to 16 playing in Music City. Carson Wentz running 19 to 37. Both ankles taped up. Taped up. 19 to 37 for 194 yards. No showed. TDs. No interceptions. Uh Naheem Hines with a touchdown on the <coughs> ground. No receiving touchdowns in the game. But Ryan Tannehill somehow escapes. 18 to 27, 197. Three. Count them. Three touchdowns and two big interceptions in the game. Derrick Henry slowed down by the Indianapolis Colts. Only 113 yards on 28 carries, but Nick Westbrook with a touchdown. Jeremy Nick McNichols with a touchdown. And Chester Rogers off the scrap heap with a touchdown. But Friday, what say you about the Colts? Carson Wentz, you might get your first round pick. This guy looks like he might play 75% of the snaps. Keep on taping this guy up. But make him look like a mummy. How are they fuck. this bad? The the quarterback whisper. I, they've had a the, couple the, of tough, the running game. They've had supposed some tough to be opponents. better. They've the defense some, is supposed to be. They've better. had some tough opponents early on in the season. You know, I mean, they're, they're Tennessee ain't very good. Uh, they're two and one right now. I mean, they, they should be one of the better teams in the AFC. Uh, they're I mean, not though. Two two interceptions in the they've, game. They've got a premier running back. They do have they a premier have, running back. They have AJ Brown out there. I mean, AJ Brown is is a is a solid wide receiver in Tannehill. Solid. Not great, but he's a solid quarterback. And Julio Jones, three catches for forty-seven yards. Somehow, yeah. I, somehow, I think maybe if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback, he might have more than forty-seven yards. In the game. I'm just, it's just it's speculation, speculation. Yeah, it's That's speculation. what tells me that Tannehill is not a particularly good quarterback because Julio Jones should not have forty-seven yards, and uh, AJ Brown should not have zero catches for zero yards. Although I think he was banged up in this game. Yeah, but Front, has, I mean, what about yeah. the the Colts, man? Yeah, I'm not. Are they sure. are they done? Are they finished? Are they is their season over already? I wouldn't say it's it's 
over just yet. I think a, a couple of seasons ago they started with a terrible record and they came back and I think they may have made the playoffs. I'm not saying that's going to happen here, but they've had some strong opponents. Like, didn't they play Kansas City and I know they played Tennessee and you know who I'm not sure who else they've played. They it, played the Lions, the Seahawks, and the Rams. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. The Seahawks are are, are Rams are strong too, and that was a that was a battle right there, even against the Rams. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's you know they beat the Lions, which they should have. Um, the Seahawks, I expect them to win that one. The Rams, I expected the Rams to win that one as well. But they got. Uh, wait, go back to that real quick. Who else do they have coming up on their schedule? So they have Dolphins. Dolphins Ravens, should be a Niners. win. Right, Titans, uh, the Bills, Niners, Buccaneers. Uh, yeah, they're not making the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they got the Bucks, they got the Cardinals, they got the Raiders. You know, there's a few games there. They're going to beat the Jags. I mean, they're going to beat the division. Like though that division. by then they might not beat the Jags. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, they're probably not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, they, they, you know what? They're not going to turn around the season. They're not going. <laughs> I'm not trying not to convince going, you. No, no, no. But you did now. Just looking at their upcoming but schedule. This is Carson Wentz. This is this yeah. is Frank Reich and, and Carson Wentz and their little and their meetings, both spirituality and and football. I mean, they're supposed to be bonded at the hip. They're supposed to be of one mind, one person, one outlook. What is happening? They're no longer in the city of brotherly love. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, nineteen to thirty-seven for one ninety-four, no touchdowns, no picks. Yeah, I mean, at least there was no picks. Yeah, but and I know he was banged up, but the offensive line is not protecting him particularly well. Did he twist anything? Uh, no, I don't think he could. Oh, okay. I think his wrists were taped, his ankles were taped. I think he had knee braces on both knees. Uh, they're trying to keep him upright for the rest of the season. Uh, but Which next bodes well for the Eagles. Next up, Franny, another surprise game: Saints twenty-eight. New England 13, Patriots fall to 1 and 2, Saints rise to 2 and 1. Behind Jameis Winston 13 for 21, 128 yards and two count them. Two touchdowns. Mac Jones 30 of 51. That's what 51. you want. That's what you want your rookie quarterback to throw 51 times. For 271 touchdowns count it and subtract three big interceptions Friday, but what do you say about the Saints coming back? They were underdogs in this game. I locked it up last week as my lock you of the did. week. I bet it you straight did. up. I, I chose and in the parlay the Patriots to win this one. You know, Mac Jones. Didn't I did play. well last this week. This was probably even Mac though. Jones' worst game as an NFL starter. Uh, but you know, it's it's surprising. I mean, the turnaround from week to week. I mean, the first week, you know, the Saints completely dismantled the Green Bay Packers, and then you know, the the who they play the second week. It was uh, I forget what they, they lost. Oh, to, the Saints! They got crushed. Yeah, I can't remember who it was against. Uh, it was against the. Uh, what is this? Oh yeah, they they lost to the Panthers. Yeah, they lost. That to was the Panthers. a three interception the game are actually, for, for the, the Panthers are actually they look like they're a pretty decent team. No, uh, <laughs> you don't say. But uh, you know, I, I expected uh, I expect the Patriots to win this one, but I mean, they did, really did turn around. I mean, Sean Payton is a is a good fucking coach. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, but he, at least you, Jameis Winston he cleaned it up somewhat. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, not not too many attempts. But what do you think about the uh, the Patriots and the investments that they made in Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry not paying dividends so far? Yeah. They put a lot of money. They thought they had their Aaron Hernandez, uh, Gronkowski duo back out there on the field, not paying dividends at all going into week four mm-hmm. already. Uh, White, James White out for the season. Uh, he will not be back this season. Uh, but what do you think about the uh, the Saints? Are they contenders? I'm not sure yet. I'm not. I I I, I want to maybe by week six or seven. I want to see what the record is at that point. Uh, but I'm not sure because they're hot. They're cold. They're hot again. You know. I mean, I'm not sure how good the Patriots are either right now. Not you know, good with, with with Mac Jones. Not good. 
He's so far. Mac Jones has performed better than any other any other rookie yeah, quarterback. Asking him to throw fifty one times. Yeah, fifty one times is is asking a little too much for uh, for a rookie. Yeah, I would have just I would have thrown Stidham in there just to to maintain uh, Mac Jones' you know ability to stand upright. Uh, but Alvin Kamara with these weapons, Taysom Hill, you still got Callaway, you still got uh, Kenny Stills down there. So Marshawn Lattimore was back in his game, had a pick against. Uh, I can't remember who it must have been a pick against Jones. Yeah, it was a pick against Jones. I mean, I, I don't know what to make of either one of these teams, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. So I kind of agree with you in terms of we'll see. Let's sort of wait and see on them. Uh, but next up, front of your division, yeah, the Falcons seventeen, the Giants fourteen. Falcons go to one and two. Giants go to zero oh and three. But how bad are the New York Giants? The Falcons Just are a bad team. As bad as the Jets. The Falcons are a bad team. Yeah, and the Giants on Eli Manning number retirement day. <laughs> couldn't even get a win the home fans booing mara the owner booing the ownership group at halftime Friday would say you you know the giants are just a bad team i mean that's that's just the way it is and and uh you know with the falcons uh you know they they have a better quarterback i mean matt ryan is much better than daniel jones i mean the the, the giants the giants are gonna yes they yes even at this age the the giants are gonna have to move on from daniel jones i've said it many times he is not the answer for New York. They definitely need to move on from him. They're not going to win anything with that yeah, guy. Yeah, but Sterling Shepard out for a bunch of weeks, if not the season. Daniel Jones, 24, <laughs> 35 for 266, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Saquon Barkley just eking out 51 yards on 16 carries and a touchdown, but he looks like he's getting back. But you were high on Daniel Jones, though, man. I, I mean, still like yeah, Daniel I, Jones. I don't know why. Because the team is terrible. Yeah, but he's also terrible. not that good either. But what do you, I mean, he can move in the pocket well. He's got good vision down the field, but he's got no one to throw to. He's got no offensive line. He's got no defense. This team is bad from top to bottom. Dave Gettleman is an awful general manager. He hasn't put together any of the tools that are necessary for Jones or Saquon Barkley to be successful on this team. And they shouldn't be booing the owner, but they have to boo the owner because the owner's the one that makes these decisions. Much like the Steelers, they keep people around regardless of their competency level, but the Steelers have had success. The Giants have not. But this team, it's bad. We knew the Falcons were going to be bad. They traded away all their marquee players, kept Matt Ryan for another year. But the Giants, I mean, they are awful. Mm-hmm. They are awful. And Daniel Jones deserves better. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hope he's there for years. All I right, mean, I, that's I, a shot. Oh, fuck. All right, fine. It's a shot. Well, I mean, you can't be criticizing the guy. You don't know what, I mean, he, it's like playing for the Jets. You don't know, I mean, Sam Darnold's 3-0. I mean, Daniel Jones is playing for an awful team. Oh, crap. With awful general. With awful, with an awful general manager, with no talent on the line. You got, I mean, what's his name? Isn't Jason, Jason, Jason Garrett, their fucking offensive coordinator? Yeah, that's stupid. Right? That's stupid. I mean, why not just hire I don't know who. I mean, I Adam Gase. Well, they, well, Anthony Lynn. Why don't you just hire him like Detroit did? You know, I just don't get it. I, it's bad decisions after bad well, decisions. That's a good thing we didn't spill that shot on the, on, on the equipment over here. It was close. What is right. sparks? Let's do this. Shot. All right, cheers, Ben. Cheers to you. And uh, you know, Daniel Jones sucks. What can I say? It's true. He does the truth. He doesn't. He's a solid quarterback on a bad team. Just like Matt Ryan He's is a, a solid quarterback. quarterback on a bad team. Wait, who? Matt Ryan. Yeah, no, of course. Well, Matt Ryan has a history. Well, yeah, but Daniel Jones doesn't get to have an opportunity to have a history because he's surrounded by scrubs and terrible people. Elevate play the team. Elevate the team. It's his third season. I mean, it's his, it's right, it's his third year in the league, right? It's it's been <sighs> you have to clean things up. 
Yes, that is true. The weapons that you have around you are the weapons that you will have, so make the best out of the weapons that you have. Well, <laughs> he's he's trying. Ah! He's, <laughs> ah! he's trying. Friday, next up, Cincinnati Bengals, 24. Yeah, well, this might be another shot. Pittsburgh. This actually might be another shot. We, we, uh, <laughs> we, we took that one a little too early. Pittsburgh Steelers, 10. Uh, Joe Burrow, 14 of 18. That is a solid quarterback Three right there. touchdowns, 172 yards, you know. one interception. Joe Mixon, still running strong, 18 carries for 90 yards. On the other side of the ball, poor Ben Roethlisberger, 38 of 58. Jesus 5, Christ, 58. 58, 58 attempts, attempts in the game. One, count it, one touchdown, two big interceptions. One, not his fault, one directly to the linebacker. Yeah, that was bad. But Pratt Fryermuth, Fryermuth with the lone touchdown in the game through the air. Najee Harris, 14 carries for 40 yards. Steelers almost dead last in rushing success percentage and yards dead last per in the game. Division too. They're almost dead last. What's that? Dead last in the division. And dead last <laughs> in the division. Uh, when sorry, asked, Ben. I'm sorry. When asked, Mike Tomlin had his response as to why the team lost. I was sucking. Yeah, I was sucking. A lot of sucking. I was sucking. Yeah, it was bad. Franny would say, uh, you know, I, I this the offense just cannot get rolling. I mean, they have the weapons there to do it. I mean, I expected so much more from Najee Harris, and I was so excited that he missed Steelers, a bunch of holes in this game. Some of it excited. was his fault, some of it was the O line's fault, but he missed, yeah, some but wide to go out open in running the draft lines. and get a running back. I mean, the one position that they've been suffering with for so many years now, I mean, it's like. Ah, I just I, I I there was like so much potential for this team and they just cannot get it rolling. Especially in this division. What's, what what what's potential? Where's uh, the potential? Well, I see I no mean, potential. In, in the players that they have, I mean, we, Najee Harris, Chase Claypool, I mean Juju Smith Schuster, I mean Washington, you know, Ben Roethlisberger has I mean he's, he's an older Ben Roethlisberger, but he should still be able to maybe not do exactly what he used to do back in the day, but I mean still, I mean he's he's got so much experience in this yeah, league. I agree. And he threw the, I mean, and, you throw the ball 58 times, you're going to, you're yeah. going to get picked off. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's just yeah. the nature of the beast. But it, it, I, I just, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know why the offense, I mean, the offense is still continuing to look like that team that was on that skid at the end of the season. Yeah. I mean, and it's, you know, you got Mike Tomlin saying they're not going to change anything. They're going to do what they do. Roethlisberger saying the same thing. Matt Canada, it's, it's, you know, it's th- working for them. Three, four years ago, they completely abandoned their identity and started throwing the ball around. Mm-hmm. You know, they had an offensive line that was incapable of running the ball. They didn't care. All they cared about was that that particular offensive line that they've had for the last three years until this year was able to protect Ben Roethlisberger. That was their main priority, even though they weren't winning. They were winning games, but they weren't winning playoff games. What I'm seeing on this team is undisciplined players from top to bottom, both on, uh, well, definitely throughout the offense. There were a lot of Injuries, T.J. Watt was out. Mm-hmm. Devin Bush, another bust draft pick. We took him in the first round, traded up to get him last year. He's obviously a bust. Average linebacker at best. Uh, other guys were out. Stephon Tewitt is out. Uh, can't remember who else is out, but we've got a whole bunch of guys out on defense, so I'll give the defense. Highsmith was out, too. And it, it, what I'm seeing on, on the offensive side of the ball is undisciplined execution. They're not executing the plays as they're called. I mean, I saw Najee Harris miss a couple giant holes. We had we led in time of possession in this game, and we led in plays uh, from scrimmage in this game. The only touchdown we had was like a fifteen was like a fifteen play ninety yard drive that took eight minutes, or seventy yard drive that took eight minutes. 
you know, we're just not able to execute. Roethlisberger, the, the receivers aren't getting separation. Roethlisberger, yes, he's not the guy that he was before. But still should be. But these guys also aren't getting separation. I feel like none of the routes are dependent on each other. They're all sort of independent of one another. It, it doesn't look organized. Mm-hmm. The offense, to me, doesn't look organized. They've gotten away from uh, any sort of play action. Not that Ben Roethlisberger's ever been a big fan of play action. But then again, the Rams have completely abandoned it. And look at what, <laughs> look at that. What do you know? Uh, but it just, it, to me, it's poor execution. If they could execute better, they might be able to put some points on the board and be competitive in these games. But right now, what I'm seeing from the Pittsburgh Steelers is a bottom tier, you know, sub 500, four or five win team. That's what I'm seeing right now. Najee Harris has got to be better. The offensive line has got to be better. The center that we, that we drafted uh, had a terrible game. In this game, he was supposed to be, I can't remember his name, he was supposed to be a little bit better than he is now. Uh, we got one guy out on the offensive line that's coming back this week. But still, Franny, I mean, how can the Steelers be this bad? I don't know. I, I, I mean, they're I, bad. I, I, they're, they're, they're not, they're not, they're, it's not like, ooh, you know, just yeah, a tweak I mean, a thing here or there. You know, points score. But 58 I mean, they, they fucking attempts? I mean, 58 attempts and to score 10 points. I mean, to throw the ball that many times and be down the field and not be able to score a touchdown. Uh, you know that that that's pretty embarrassing. I mean, I I I really did expect more of a running game this year, more of a running attack from the Steelers. But it looks like the same old shit from the last five games of last season. I mean, it's it's a, it's a continuation from what that was to now, and they had the whole off season to change things, and they have not done 11. it. It looks it's eleven it's, games in a row. We yeah. haven't scored a single point in the first quarter. Yeah, eleven, I, it, eleven games in a row. It's amazing. Not one point. Not a field goal. We had one pick six, mm-hmm. <laughs> but on offense, we haven't scored a single point in the first quarter mm-hmm. in 11 straight games. Yeah. I mean, do you think they can turn this around though? I mean, do you, do you no. think with the players that no. they have on the offense, I mean, not they should not be able to, to, they should be able to, you know, and it, it, it's just, uh, I'm scratching my head right here. I'm scratching it. Literally. I'm scratching. It. I don't know. I mean, if TJ Watt and the rest of the defense can come back, maybe they can scrape to 500, whatever that is this year, eight and a half games. Uh, you know, they could, they could maybe scrape to eight wins or nine wins, but I, I can't see. Maybe Vegas was right. <laughs> maybe Vegas was. I mean, they might have been, or they may have overstated. Yeah, exactly. It, but if they can't develop some running game, even if they have to punt and, mm-hmm. and, and just because right now they're in the bottom of this division, they're one and two. They got Green Bay tomorrow. They're going to lose that game. Uh, so you might as well. At least up, do Come try on. to develop so that positive. running game. But you can't, this, this is not a recipe. You can't just do this week in and week out, 50, 50, 50 attempts, 58 attempts, mm-hmm. 49 attempts, 54 attempts. I, I, I honestly, looking at the team, I just don't think they're disciplined and they're not executing as they're supposed to. And that that's, I can't figure out why that would be. Mm-hmm. But man, it, it's uh fire everybody. <sighs> I mean, Mike. Tom- I mean, I hate to say fire Mike Tomlin. I mean, I don't want to say that, but they got away from their identity. Yeah. This is not this year. It was last year and the year before and the year before, where they got away from everything that made them successful in the early years under Mike Tomlin and the, and the later years under Bill Cowher. Mm-hmm. It's running the ball, having a talented quarterback that's able to make plays. They they can't run the ball, and if you can't run the ball with a quarterback that's thirty nine years old, you're not going to be successful. Next up, Friday. Oh man. Lions. Yeah. The Baltimore Ravens 19, Lions 17. Ravens go to 2 and 1. Detroit falls to 0 and 3 and they're better than that 0 and 3 record. 
Lamar Jackson, 16 to 31 for 287, one TD. Another bad interception in this game, but seven carries for 58 yards. And the Lions, Jared Goff, 22 to 30 for 217. Franny, what say you? Uh, Other than it was obviously a delay a, a game. Sec. That's what I was about to say. I mean, this this should not be a victory for the Ravens. Detroit should have won this game. It was obviously delay of game, uh, you know, to everybody in the stadium, to everybody watching on TV. I mean, the clock hit zero and a few seconds passed by that. And they still were able to just run the play. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it made absolutely no awful. sense. You know, I mean, great kick and everything. I mean, it's 66 yards. Yeah, good nothing for Tucker. to sneeze at. But I mean, inside, still, inside, inside. Still, it's it's inside. It was in, it was in a still 66 yards. It, that's a lot of feet. It's a lot of feet. It's also inside. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's I mean, the, the the officiating this year has been so bad in the NFL. I mean, this is something that I mean, there should be you know, a siren or something that goes off when the clock hits double zeros. I mean, it shouldn't be up to the referee to look at the game clock and then look at the play to see if it's been being run. Cause that's still, that gives you a couple of like a few seconds right yep. there because they're looking down at the ball. They're looking up at the clock. They're looking back down. It's like there, there just should be a, a, a like a shot clock almost yeah. in those situations. And in this case, it cost the Detroit Lions a game. Not that they're going anywhere anyways, but for the Baltimore Ravens, this means a lot in the division yeah. in terms of wins because the Bengals, the I mean, the Bengals are, what, three and... No, two and, uh, two and one. Two and one right now. Uh, you know, the Ravens have the same. So, I mean, the the Ravens should not have this win on their record, and this could mean a lot in yeah. the AFC uh, North. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy to me. I mean, there was all these excuses. Well, they, they didn't spot the ball on time. They took some time to talk to Lamar Jackson, so they gave him a few more seconds on the... On the play clock, which I've I've never heard of them yeah, doing no, that, that without does, actually make any sense. resetting the game clock yeah. or stopping the game to put an additional number of seconds on the game clock. The referees completely boned it. It's a record that should not stand. As as impressive as it was, it should have never happened. So I'm not going to count it because it shouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. uh, but but for the referee, it wasn't even close. I mean, it wasn't even close. It was obviously well past. The, the the play clock expiration, mm -hmm. and Detroit played their hearts out in a game. Goff played his heart out in that game. Dan Campbell called a decent game. Uh, you know, they should have that victory. The, mm -hmm. the, the Baltimore Ravens, if you want any more evidence that the NFL is in the bag for Lamar Jackson, that he's their guy, that he's their poster child, that he's the one that no one wants to do anything to get in his way of, of, of success, I, I'm not a conspiracy theory guy. But that was that. I mean, it was so bad. It was so bad. I, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. Fucking Ravens. <sighs> oh, 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 is that a shot? That's a shot right oh, there. Oh, my man. God. All right. We only got shot. two, four. We only got six more games right, to go we, through. Should, should we take the shot and take a quick break? Yeah, let's yeah, take a, know, a shot and we'll take a. I think you got to. I was so that. angry about that. Facility. I was so. Because I'm. I mean, it's such an easy. I mean, if, if it was the Cowboys. I mean, it's not like was, a pass interference goal. I mean, it's a fucking clock on the fucking. They're all over the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. There's one at both sides. Yeah. I, uh, it's eight feet high. Where's your shot glass? I mean, how do you. And how does the NFL not apologize for that? Everyone's still talking about Justin Tucker. Who the fucking cares about Justin Tucker? He's uh, been doing this his I, whole I career. I drink out of the bottle. Because, <laughs> you know. Because you know what we're going to be talking about 10 years from now? Not Adam Vinatieri anymore and not Justin Tucker anymore. No one's going to care 10 years from now. Well, Justin Tucker, is a, he's one of the best. Yeah, that is true. Oh, my God. That's a huge shot. That's Well, you said something negative. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. All right. Here will, we go. Will, will we be able to get through the rest yeah. of the games? We will. Cheers. Cheers. I didn't say anything negative, so my shot's smaller. Yours is a bit larger. <sighs> 
That's the way the game goes, man. Oh, luckily we got the Cowboys Eagles coming up. <laughs> All right. Fuck. You want to take a quick break, Ronnie? Yeah, let's take a quick break. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back with the rest of the games from week three. All right, and we are back with the remainder of the week three breakdown. But Ben, I like that. I like that uh, so bumper angry. right there. I'm so angry tonight. Nice. Uh, you were kind of angry right there. Yeah. I well, I mean, I mean, uh, the Lions deserve a win. No, of course they did. I mean, that was that was that was. I, I mean, inexplicable. And they played inexplicable, well. Inexplicable. Inexplicable. They played well in most of their games, and they deserve that. Yeah. Win. Next game, we don't have to talk too much about it's the Broncos and the Jets. And, Broncos and the Lions are going to win this week. You watch twenty six. Oh, uh, the oh, to, Broncos twenty six. Jets. Zero. Zero. Uh, Jets 0-3. Broncos go to 3-0. and But look at the Broncos and Teddy B. 19-25 for 235. No touchdowns. No picks. But Melvin Gordon, 60 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Javante Williams with a touchdown. Uh, but look at Zach Wilson. 19-35 for 160. Zero TDs and two interceptions. Is it the Jets? Yes. Is it live or is it Memorex? It's everything. Is it the Jets or is it Zach Wilson? It's everything because it's bad. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, even with, shut we, out. Even with Sam Darnold there, man, we we never said that Sam Darnold was a bad quarterback. It was just, the Jets are just a bad football team. I mean, we see what Sam Darnold is doing now with Carolina. I mean, Zach Wilson is going to flounder there. I mean, but this is Robert Robert Sala had the entire off season yeah. and training camp and OTAs. I mean, and I mean, look, three but, games. but but Robert Robert Sala is more of a defensive coach. I mean, look at only twenty six points. <laughs> well, actually, you need about twenty eight <laughs> you know, points to win any game. Look at that! Only they it's actually only not bad against allowed, the Broncos. To be honest with you, they only allowed twenty six points, which is spectacular against a team that doesn't have a very good offense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, if, if you they, only gave up twenty six points to Teddy yeah, Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> and the Denver Broncos, Denver Broncos, whose strength is their defense, but they still scored twenty six points against you. I mean the Jets are just a dumpster fire. I mean they're really bad. Yeah, and he doesn't have a lot of receivers to work with, you know, I mean, notwithstanding. That's and, true. I mean that is true, but still. But he only threw the ball thirty five times. I mean yeah. that's that's probably a rate about where he should be. Yeah. But Michael Carter on the ground, nothing. Nine for twenty four. Ty Johnson three for seventeen. Zach Wilson one carry for two yards. At the Jets, I mean Robert Sala is gonna have to work with you know, Joe Douglas and put together some kind of a team here, or they're going to be talking two, three years from now about moving on from Zach Wilson as well. I, yeah, but I, I just, it still doesn't make any sense to me why you would draft a quarterback <clears> in the first round when he's no better than the quarterback they had under Actually, the quarterback they had under center before well, was they had a to better pay quarterback. They had to pay him. They would have had to pay him. Well, the Panthers are going to pay Sam <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, they are. Especially, <laughs> yeah. if they, especially if they make the playoffs this year. And yeah. It looks like they might. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, they got some picks back for Darnold, so at least they got some picks back. Yeah, so they will be able to build. They've done so much with the picks over the years, too. I mean, yeah, look I at mean, what if, they've done. I mean, if Mackay, when Mackay they got Becton, Zach Wilson. <laughs> that's true. When, I mean, I wish Mackay Becton was there on the offensive line. I wish he was Well, yeah. Him. I mean, obviously, that's a huge loss right there. But, I mean, that's one offensive lineman. I mean, you know, the Eagles have three now. Well, at least they and, have one if they was healthy. <laughs> the, the Steelers don't have any. <laughs> yeah. even, even Except healthy, for yeah. Chucks, a core four. But Zach Banner is pretty cool name. Zach Banner's coming back. Uh, but that was a mess. But next up front, a Dolphins. Uh, this is a fun game. The Vegas Raiders 31, Dolphins 28. Dolphins go to one and two. Raiders go to three and oh, winning three yeah. games in a row against opponents that won 10 or more games last year. Mm-hmm. Franny, your favorite quarterback, Derek Carr, 26 no, of 43. It's your favorite quarterback, for Ben. 386 You've and been two singing counts. his praises. Two, well, 
and you see why. Well, two touchdowns this year, and but not one interception. But Peyton Barber, 23 carries for 111 yards and a touchdown. Kenyon Drake off the scrap heap from Detroit. Eight carries for 24. I think he might have been in Arizona for a, for a minute. Uh, but Henry Ruggs, not with a touchdown, but 78 yards. Brian Edwards with 89 yards on three catches. But Hunter Renfro, the third down machine with a touchdown. And Alec Ingle with a touchdown. But look at Jacoby Brissett. You know, big time I, effort in this game. Yeah, of course. Played really well. Had a he lot played of, well with the Colts. Yeah. I mean, he played you know, great in the pocket. I mean, Jacoby Brissett is a better quarterback than uh, Tagovailoa. I mean, he really is. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, I mean, he's they, just more experienced. He, I mean, he's he's much smarter with the football than Tagovailoa. I mean, you know, 49 attempts, 215 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. If that was Tagovailoa, Tagovailoa wouldn't be able to throw the football 49 times. And if he did, he'd throw three interceptions. Yeah. And too, he, so. I mean, Brissett was money down the stretch to tie this game up. Yeah. Yeah. To get this, I mean, he, he put his body up. on the line. He was fired up. To get this game tied up. Unfortunately, they lost in overtime. If you're a Miami Dolphin fan, if you're, you know, Franny's, uh, uh, cousin? Is he your cousin? Who's that? Uh, Christian. Uh, well, he's, he's, his he's, adopted cousin? He's my, he's my adopted cousin. Adopted yes. cousin. Uh, but, you know, Franny's a good friend, a person I like a lot. Well, he's also Dolphins a Steelers fan, fan too. So, I mean, he's, I mean he's, he has nothing to cheer for this year. Yeah, exactly. But the Dolphins, I mean, I think Brissett, you know, he played as well as he could, but but Carr too much in overtime, was able to get them in, in field goal position and win the game. But Brissett was, was, was money down the stretch to get this game tied up. Put his body on the line. But Derek Carr, Franny, Derek Carr is for real. Yep. The Raiders are for real well, right this year. Now, right now, he's the MVP. I think he is the MVP currently in the league. If if the award was given out today, Derek Carr is the man right now. And and, and I feel terrible for saying all that shit that I did the last couple of seasons for, about Derek Carr and, you know, dinking and dunking and all that. I mean, he has a strong arm. Yep. He's very accurate. And he's been he's he's been performing very well this season. And I mean, spreading the ball around, mm-hmm. Franny. Edwards mm-hmm. with, ca- with 89 yards. Henry Ruggs with catches. Hunter Renfro with catches. Darren Waller with catches. I mean, five, five, four, three, three, three. I mean, he's spreading the ball around. He's using all of his receivers. He's playing. I mean, obviously, Chucky, uh, John Gruden will screw this up at some point, some way, somehow. Uh, but this was a big win for the Raiders and a big win in their new stadium at home in front of their fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Actually, but this game was a little I, closer I, than I expected. I'm scared. I mean, I'm scared of the it Raiders. It has to do with, uh, you know, Jacoby Brissett, though. I mean, the game was closer because of Jacoby Brissett. And, and the, the, he doesn't get enough respect. The Dolphins really need to look at that quarterback situation and realize that Jacoby Brissett, is the man. He should be the starter on that. He's not the man, but he's the man on that team. But he should be the starter, not Tagovailoa. Tagovailoa is like Daniel Jones. He should move on. Yeah, he just doesn't get enough respect, I don't think. I mean, how many teams in the league can say they have a backup as good as Jacoby Brissett? Very few. The Steelers we certainly can't Flacco. say it. You have Joe, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Joe Flacco of 10 years ago. You know, uh, uh, The Chicago Bears have like seven. Yeah, Nick Foles <laughs> and... You know, but Jacoby Brissett is a solid backup, a guy that can come in and help you almost win a game against the the the. the you have Dwayne Haskins, the, the undefeated <laughs> Mason, hey, Ru- Mason Rudolph. You know, if the team were playing well and Roethlisberger were playing badly, I would be all for putting Haskins in a mm-hmm, game. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is that everybody's playing poorly, including Ben Roethlisberger. So I don't think it's time to move well, on from I mean, the whole offense from just... Roethlisberger until it you can you can really pinpoint whatever it is that he's doing. That's costing the team games, but Fran, I hear about. Look about yeah. this game. Yeah, look about this one. Look about look look, <laughs> look see, about it. That's the catch fire peach and cinnamon <laughs> flavored whiskey. <laughs> the L.A. Rams thirty four, Tampa Bay twenty four. Look Rams about Tom to, Brady. <laughs> look look about. That's going to be my new expression. Yeah, I, I feel like look about it. <laughs> I'm going to put a, get some thirsty goal shirts and say look about those Steelers. <laughs> 
Raiders or the uh, Rams thirty four, Buccaneers twenty four. Rams go to three and zero. Buccaneers fall yeah. to two and one. Fronty, what do you say about this surprise Actually, outcome? Actually, it wasn't. I was. I, I think I chose the Rams in this one. I, I don't remember. I believe who I, chose I chose the Rams. I, 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 I might ask you to write down our picks. I mean, week. the Rams. Uh, they're the best team in football right now. Right at the moment, they are the best football team, top to bottom, offense, defense. They're the best team. Play action. Um, what play action? Yeah, I mean, Matthew Stafford moving on from Jared Goff was. Great for the Rams. I mean, Jared Goff, he's a talented quarterback, but I mean, he's he's not on Matthew Stafford's level. Um, and uh, you know, this game was, I mean, thirty four twenty four. You know, the the score line seems like it's close, but this game was not really close. I mean, it was close early on, obviously. The Tampa Bay defense looks the Rams. Bad. They look bad. Richard Sherman to the rescue. Not but so that much. Rams. I mean, the Rams right now should be the favorite in the NFC to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's abandoned the play. You know, play action. He's got you know, he's in shotgun. I don't know, 70% of the play. Stafford is dropping beautiful balls all over the field. Quick McVay decisions. has completely redone the, the playbook. He's excited. He's experimenting. He's traded away all his picks to get the team that he's yeah. got right now. It's and like the Lakers. I could not be. Yeah, well. It's, no, but, but the Lakers are like, let's well, go yeah, all got, in. Matthew, you got I Matthew mean, not everybody's Stafford like 35 not, years I mean, old. Russell Westbrook is not Matthew Stafford. It could score. It could triple double. He's a triple double king. He is the triple double king. He's just not the championship or, or ring or trophy king. He's back at home now. He's back. At, he yeah. played for UCLA. Now he's back with like yeah. He could be close to his dealership out, his Dodge dealership exactly. out in Van Nuys. Uh, but I mean, I, I I am disappointed in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. But yeah. Tom Brady, 40, yeah. Tom Brady, forty one of fifty five for four hundred and thirty two yards and count it one touchdown. Uh, Tom Brady with a with a sneak for a touchdown. Chris Godwin with a touchdown. Mike Evans only 106 yards for Mike Evans, but eight catches for 106 yards. Nine catches for Giov- Giovanni Bernard off the scrappy and a touchdown. But look at I like Matt. Gio Bernard. Though. I like him. I, mean, too. I always liked him. He's, he's, he's a solid running back. He played too many too many years in uh, in Cincinnati. Squalored over there. But look at Stafford, 27 of 38 for 343 and four. Count them. Four touchdowns. Talk about efficient. Mm-hmm. Sony Michelle with sixty-seven Sean. yards. Deshaun Jackson back was at home. Huge, back at home. I think it's from a Long Beach. Huge. How, how long was that touchdown? Uh, it was a man. But that—that's what you want from Deshaun Jackson. He's not going to catch it ten times, but he'll catch it three times for one hundred twenty <laughs> yards. One hundred twenty yards. Uh, That—that's what you expect from Deshaun Jackson. I mean, and, for, and at his age, I mean, he's been Especially in the league for a long time, McVay and he still's got the speed. I mean, I love Deshaun Jackson. Obviously, he's, he was with the Eagles for so many years. So, I mean, you know, these old Eagles players, you know, I, I wish, I mean, with the Eagles <laughs> the last couple of seasons, he didn't really do much. He was injured, but I wish him all the best here in L.A. Yeah, Deshaun Jackson with a huge long touchdown, three catches for 120 and a TD, but Cooper Cup again, nine catches for 96 yards and two touchdowns. Tyler Higby with a touchdown, but finally the defense is playing well. Everybody's playing well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. You got a sack. Great from, coach. A sack from Kenny Young. A sack from Leonard Floyd. A sack this from Aaron Donald. This might be the year for the Rams. Sign is not very happy to hear, but it is. Well, I mean, right now everybody's healthy. Everybody's playing well. But yeah. what about the Buccaneers, Friday? The Buccaneers. No Antonio Brown in this game. Gronkowski Gronk is out for a number of games now. Took a big shot to his rib protector list ribs. In the game, I don't know, Franny. I don't I, know. No, I, they're still going to make the playoffs. They'll make Are the they? playoffs. I mean, just like just like last season. I mean, they had you know some hiccups across. You know, well, early on in the season, one they, sack they and no little, interceptions. On they defense. started a little slow at the beginning of the last season, but then they picked it up in the playoffs. They played like there was no tomorrow. That's true. I mean, I have... lost a lot of bets, and I, I remember, it, I, I remember it. Well, because you kept betting there, against Tom Brady, I did yes. against subpar talent, and it cost a lot. 
Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah we got to the twenty. We had some really good scotches. We got to the Balvenie twenty one <laughs> at some point in that during those bets. I mean, if they were playing Stafford, I wouldn't have been as, as Stafford and the Rams. I wouldn't have been as confident. Yeah. But last year, the, the talent that 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 Tom Brady was going up against, especially even that Green Bay team, was not on a level with what's going on uh, with the Rams right now. But I, I, if I were the Bucks, I'd be a a little bit worried. The injury bug is starting to bite them a little bit. Last year, they had the defenders, Vita Vea and other guys came back at the end of the season mm-hmm. for that playoff run. Right now, they're at full strength, essentially, with the exception of you know Antonio Brown and, and Gronk. Yeah, and but they have Richard Sherman now. Yeah, exactly. He's already talking shit about the Seahawks. He's talking shit about the fucking 49ers. Yeah, bring a cancer into your locker room. That's the solution. Uh, next up, Franny, Seahawks at Vikings. Seahawks 17, Vikings 30. Vikings go to 1 and 2. Seattle Seahawks go to 1 and 2. Russell Wilson, 23 of 32 for 298 and 1. Count it. One touchdown. Chris Carson mm-hmm. with a touchdown on the ground. But, Franny, look at that line for the Seahawks in the second half. Zero mm-hmm. in the third quarter. Zero. In the fourth quarter, and Kirk motherfucking Cousins Man. leading the cooking. NFL in many categories this year. What's a Kirk motherfucking cooking? He is. He is cooking. He is cooking. He's actually he's actually playing very well. Um, but you know the Seahawks. I'm not sure what to make of this team right now. I mean, I really had high hopes for this team leading into the season. I thought they would be up there with the Rams. You know, with the they play the Niners tomorrow. Um, I'm not sure they might be the. Right now, they're the worst team yeah, in that division. I agree. I agree. I mean, look at DK Metcalf, 170 yards and a touchdown. Gerald Everett with five catches for 54 yards. But poor Tyler Lockett, only four catches for 31. But look at your boy, Kirk Cousins. 30 of 38. Talk about efficient mm-hmm. for 323 yards and three, count them, three touchdowns in the game. J.J. Jefferson with a touchdown. Tyler Conklin with a touchdown. Adam Thielen with a touchdown. Franny. Are the Vikings for real? Because I didn't think so, but I'm starting to wonder if they've got a chance to make the playoffs this year. Um, it's the first win, so uh, <laughs> yeah. But the other two games were close. Yeah, yeah. Overtime we'll, we'll, game we'll, in there. We'll we'll see what happens with this team. I'm mean, I'm not 100 percent confident in the Vikings at the moment. You know, we'll see how things play out the next few weeks and see what the results are. You know, but Kirk motherfucking Cousins though, man. I mean, he's, he's last couple of weeks he's been he's, playing yeah. lights out. Mm-hmm. And what about the Seahawks last year? Mm-hmm. Go into the half down, come back, win the game late this yeah. season. Score points in the first half, lose late. Completely shit in the bed in the second half. What's wrong with the Seahawks? Uh, One and two. And this isn't. They're not playing. I mean, they're not playing I, the Rams. They're not playing. Yeah, yeah. And I, I didn't. I, and we'll see what happens in that game too. Uh, but it's gonna be a really tough week for the for the uh, for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I'm not but sure. A what loss it is. to I the mean, a loss to the Titans. Yeah. And a but loss and that to should the have Vikings. been a win. That should have been a win. I mean, you know this this week. They got beat, but last week should have been a victory. They should be two and one, not one and two. And in that division, it means a lot to lose that Tennessee game. I'm not sure what it is. I mean, their defense is not playing to Seattle standards. The defense has gotten. I think the defense has gotten worse every single yeah. year since 2013. But yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just they're not able to stop anyone. They're not able to stop the run. They're not able to get the de- the offense off the field. Mm-hmm. And Russell Wilson and the offense are not able to eat up clock. Yeah, and keep their offense on the field and tire out the opposing but defense. with with all the all the teams in the league you know the ones that we expect to be good you know like Kansas City, I mean, Kansas City will turn things around I think Seattle will also be able to turn things around I mean you know Pete Carroll he's made a lot of bonehead mistakes in this league but I, I think he is the type of coach that can really turn things around you know maybe, maybe around the middle of the season you know Seattle's going to start looking a little better yeah, hopefully for Sonia otherwise a, should be taking shots on this podcast yeah because this is an opt-out year for 
can leave. Is, yeah. he, is he going to go to Chicago? Uh, is he going to Chicago? I think he's going to Denver. Oh. But next up, Franny. Oh, it's so stupid. <laughs> that, like they always change up, they always change up their music for Sunday Night Football, and it's always so stupid. But Friday, what say you hey, about Sunday nights here on NBC? Whatever it is, it's just so fucking annoying, man. Just start the game. We yeah. don't need to hear Carrie Underwood for an hour and a half. But Friday, the Chris Green Bay Collinsworth. Packers thirty, the annoying. San Francisco. I'd rather have Tony Romo than Chris Collinsworth. Oh, oh no, is that a shot? That's... Is that a shot? <laughs> yeah. That... Well, no, no, you said something nice about Tony Romo. Actually, yes, I did. Yes, I did. For once, I, like I'm always like whenever Tony Romo's name comes out of my mouth, it can't be usually, overly nice. Though. It's usually that was nice. overly nice. Uh, well, not really because I hate Chris. You want to do a shot now, or you want to do a yes, shot? Well, we'll, we, we'll, wait, we'll, wait, we'll wait. We'll wait. We'll wait. We'll wait. Yeah, actually, I'd, I'd, I'd say more negative things about the Eagles, not the Cowboys. Actually, but the Green Bay Packers Friday thirty. Mm-hmm. The San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, yeah you were talking shit at the end of this one, Ben. You, you're an Aaron Rodgers hater. And, man, did he flip the script on you. Oh, but Jimmy G played good. He played well. Third, 25 for 40, 257, and two, count them, two touchdowns, one pick in the game. Trey Sermon with a touchdown in the game. Trey Lance with a touchdown through. Or actually, I think he ran that ball in. But Aaron Rodgers, 23 of 33 for 261 and two touchdowns. Going down the and stretch one, in this game. Yeah. The 49ers are up. Only 37 seconds on the yeah, clock, and what happened, Ronnie? Well, what happened? Aaron Rodgers did his uh, his magic. Mason Crosby, the real hero, not Justin Tucker. The no, real it hero. It was funny because when there was 37 seconds left on the clock, and you're texting me all these negative text messages about Aaron Rodgers, like Devontae Adams is the only receiver that he's going to throw to. And what does he do? He throws it to Aaron Rodgers for a 25-yard gain. They're about midfield, another uh, pass to completion. 34 or whatever, 34, 35-yard line. What a finish. Yeah, what a finish. First, this is a lot of fun. The first pass from Rodgers to Adams, I don't think any coverage could have beat that. That was a beautifully thrown ball yeah. over the defender, <laughs> over the middle of the field. Nobody thought, as Franny mentioned before the podcast, nobody thought they were going to throw the ball there. No. No Beautiful timeouts. Pass. You know, no timeouts. They had to hurry up, you know. And, and I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Well, the next pass, you got, Aaron you got to make good. sure you got Devontae Aaron Rodgers Adams. is a pretty good quarterback, isn't he, Ben? Yeah. Well, in that game, he was. But you got to <laughs> make that sure. that game, his, you mean his entire career, yes. <laughs> in that game, he was. Uh, well, how can you not be romantic about football? Uh, uh, romantic. Yeah, he ripped he's off he ripped guy. off Moneyball. Just, just FYI, that's where he got that from. Oh, he did didn't he? make it up. Yeah. Uh, he's a smart guy. He went to uh, Stanford, right? What's that? He went to Berkeley. 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 That's where he went. Berkeley. He went to Plagiarism University. He... But the second pass, you got. I mean, how you Play don't you. have Devonte Adams covered in that on that on that second? He pass, was covered. Well, <laughs> double covered. Knock. I mean, it's much like you know the Steelers getting beat by uh, by Jamar Chase over the top. You just pull him down. Mm-hmm. Like, how do these corners? How are they not? How are they not coached to pull the receiver to the ground if you know it's gonna be a touchdown? Yeah. But Friday, what say you about Kyle Shanahan? Doesn't quite seem to have it the way that people think he has it in terms of the way he calls the game, the way that, you know, some of the decisions that he makes in the game. No, I mean, actually, when they were, when they were, uh, was in the second half, when they were kind of making a comeback in this game and there was a lot of, there was a lot of, there there was a lot of movement, you know, before the snap. I mean, you know, they, they were confusing the Green Bay defense and they were moving the ball down the field and they scored and then they kind of went away from that. You know, after they, they, they sort of got back in the game, I don't know why they would move away from that because I mean the Green Bay defense didn't know what the fuck was going on and they had, yeah. they had some great play calls on that that I, I believe it was the first drive of the second half and and they were 
it looked like they were going to win this game pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, and and then they moved away. I don't know. I don't know exactly why. I mean, Shanahan is a great coach, but whatever is working for you on the field, just keep just on doing keep it. doing it. I mean, he makes some strange play calls in games, and you know they, they obviously can't run the ball the way that they used to because Mostert is out. Sorry, I'm, I'm pouring a shot. They, stay, they I still know move what, the ball. What game is next. They still move the ball pretty well. Uh, you know, sim, uh, what is it? Trey Sermon. With ten carries for thirty-one yards and a touchdown, Kyle Juszczyk. Yeah, I don't even know how to pronounce that guy. But also, also the 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 play at the Actually, end. Actually, it did not move the ball well at, at all. At the end of the second quarter, with uh, with Trey Lance coming in, smart. And, that, that, I mean, what a great play call that was. Yeah, I mean, last week they're talking about, like, is it time to bring Trey Lance into the game full time? No, do you think it's time? No, no, no yeah, you've been talking shit also. Well, I, th- I like the I like the the ability to mix it because right now what I'm seeing for Trey Lance in terms of his maturity and his ability to execute plays is more than I'm seeing from. From uh, Justin Fields, it's more than I'm seeing from uh, Zach Wilson. It's more than oh, I'm Zach seeing from Wilson. I haven't seen anything from, from, from Zach even Wilson. even. A little, I mean, Trevor Lawrence obviously has a, a much bigger body of work, but but what I'm seeing from Trey Lance is an ability to execute the plays as called very very tightly and very very you know precisely, and that is what I'm I'm liking out of Trey Lance so far mm-hmm. this season in the limited number of plays that he's been on the field. Mm-hmm. But fucking Aaron Rodgers, I, I don't know what I don't know what you could say about that. That is one of those games. If you're a Packer fan, you know, if that happens to the Steelers, if it happens to the Eagles, that's a game you never forget. Yeah. 37 seconds on the clock. You know, you get, you're backed up at your own, not in your own end zone, but you're backed up, what was it, 25 yard mm-hmm. line? You know, two passes within 37 seconds. I think they had a t- one timeout left, maybe. I don't think they had any timeouts. Or any at time, all. no yeah, timeouts no, no, left? They had a clock the ball. Oh, that's right. They had no yeah. timeouts. And somehow able to get that in field goal range for Max yeah. Crosby to knock home the game winner 51, 54 Which yards. Which is no chip shot either. I mean, that was, if you're a Packer fan, that was the game this year that you're probably going to remember the most. Mm-hmm. And, and, they and the need Niners it. I mean, just, they need it. The Niners, you know. You know. Especially in, in, in the NFC, I mean, this game, this one game, that one win will mean a lot. I mean, in, in terms of standings in the NFC. It was almost like the opposite of the play, yeah, the playoff game. In other words, like, you really don't think Tom Brady can pick up a first down here? Yeah. You, that, you really don't think? Yeah, I mean, well, you But know, even for the Niners, like, you really don't think Rodgers can get this ball to the 35-yard line in, in 40 seconds? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, and and so easily too. I mean, it was it was it was so easy for them. I mean, the, the Niners were playing the sidelines. I mean, they're, they're well, you expecting, don't cover Devontae. Adams. They're expecting Aaron Rodgers, you know, to throw it out of bounds because they have no timeouts left. But I mean, he the way he controlled that clock, and even at the uh, with after that second completion, just clocking the ball, he made sure that everybody was set on the line. He didn't panic, and you know, clocked it, and then you know, the game-winning field goal. So, yeah, because I think both head, field, yeah, field yeah, goal. I think both head coaches are right about the same skill level. I yeah, mean, they're yeah. sort of. Yeah, I'm trying to handle. They're I mean, in that next category you, below Bill Belichick, below Mike Tomlin, mm-hmm. below Andy Reid. They're in that next category below that. Yeah, and not that far below. I mean, you know, Shanahan is is. I mean, from what I've seen from him so far with the Niners, I mean, I mean, he's he's an amazing coach. But some boneheaded you know, when, decisions when you're when you're playing against Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you just got to do things a little differently. Yeah, exactly. 37 seconds. We're already an hour and 20 minutes yeah, I in. Know. Let's go on. All Come right. On. Let's, let's not talk too much about this one. <laughs> All right. Cowboys, 41. All right. Fuck the Cowboys. Fuck the Cowboys. Fuck the Cowboys, man. That's why I poured my shot already. Fuck the Cowboys. On Cowboys, this, this team. 41. It pisses me off because Eagles, they are 21. head and shoulders above everybody else in the NFC but East. But I mean, what a fucking shit show this game was. Jalen Hurts, 25 of 39 for 326. Two touchdowns. Count them. Yeah. Subtract two interceptions in the game. Jalen Hurts with one carry. Miles Sanders with two carries. And Kenneth Gainwell with one carry. Three total yeah, carries for the Philadelphia Eagles yeah. in this entire game. Dallas Goddard with a couple catches. Jalen Rigor with a couple catches. 
But look at Dak Prescott. 21 of 26. I already took my shot. 21 of 26. Hyper efficient. 21 of 26, 238 and three. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. Three touchdowns. Ezekiel Elliott. You made Ezekiel Elliott off the scrap heap, a guy who is done. Made him look good. No, but this is that's the strong suit. I Dalton mean, if, there, if there's any with two strong, touchdowns in the game, if there's any strong point on the Eagles team, it is their defensive line, their ability to stop the run, and they were not able to stop Elliott. They were not able to stop Pollard. They were not able to do anything on defense. I mean, they were. I mean, the right, defense and, and do you know what the solution to that was? To continue doing the exact, <laughs> the exact same thing for the entire same game. Thing. Yeah. I mean, there, there was nothing. Jonathan Gannon is probably the worst off defensive coordinator I've seen. You know, it's like you watch them line up on defense. They line up on defense the exact same way. He changed things up a little bit in the second half. But still, it was already it was too late at that point. It was just too late. You know, I mean, you throw that pick six. I mean, it's 26 to whatever, seven. I mean, instead of making it, you know, uh, 20 or it was 20 uh, because they missed the extra point. But 20 to 14, if you can possibly drive it down the field and kind of bring yourself back into the game, you know, it's it's so bad. I, I mean, Devontae Smith slips on that route. I mean, this guy's our fucking number but one. Even if he didn't slip, I still pick. think it was a poorly thrown I, ball. It was, it was, I mean, if but if you stay on your feet, even if it's knocked down, or anything. I mean, if he if he was just on his feet, I don't think it would have been an interception. But I mean, he slipped. He went down. The defender got in, you know, no stopping him to the end zone. But I mean, it just what really disappoints me in this game is the three rushes. I mean, how the fuck do you rush the ball three times? Well, after the, the game, entire I, I, game, it, it makes absolutely no after sense. After the game, but Nick Sirianni said his plan was not to play a, his own game plan. Yeah. It, he thought it was going to be a shootout. He we'll we'll play Mike a McCarthy's game. game plan. Yeah, that sounds really so good. So he was going to come in and start chucking the ball around from the very beginning, get off a high yeah. tempo. And, and that's, that's also and that's, that, and that's that first, exactly what they did. That first interception of the game, they're on their, they're on yeah, Dallas's 35 yard line. Guys, fifth start, definitely throw the ball. Why? The Why go for that long bomb down the sideline? You're already in field goal range. Just run the ball. I mean, throw it down the center. Throw it to Goddard. Throw Three it to three carries. Throw it to Earth. I mean, just any of just you know, even short passes are okay. Eagles. I mean, you don't. It doesn't have to be a thirty-five yard bomb down the sideline every single time to Watkins or to Devontae Smith or I mean, these guys can be weapons if you use them correctly. But it doesn't have to be. They don't have to be weapons every single time for forty-yard chunks. It doesn't have to be that way. You can still run the ball. Possession is huge in the NFL, and if you can't hold on to the ball, if your defense is going out there gassed every fucking single time, then you're going to get burned every single time, and the Eagles did by both Elliott, who hasn't been spectacular this season, by Pollard, who I think is the better running back so far between the two this season, but it's 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 a shame. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. 12 first downs for the Eagles, 27 for the Cowboys. You guys were 4 for 12 on third down. They were 6 for 12. Uh, you were 0 for 2 on fourth down. You allowed two sacks. They allowed four. Like, uh, why not blitz? You, you guys got penalized blitz? a lot. 13 penalties for 86 Look, yards. Look, Dak Prescott, is a, he's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. He's a good quarterback. I always say good things about Dak Prescott. But if you put him under pressure, he will make mistakes like most quarterbacks out there. But Dak Prescott has a propensity to make more mistakes than other quarterbacks. He just it's, it's always been his problem. He makes either terrible decisions or terrible throws or throws an interception, and you decide to just sit back and rush four. Just bring the I blitz. Uh, yeah, I mean, bring that's going to be my, my whatever, Ben's plan. But, I mean, just... In order to run that cover two, even if you're running it in quarters, you need athletic, smart defenders in the secondary who are more athletic than most, who are smarter yeah. than most, that don't miss tackles. And the Eagles don't have 
the players to run a cover two. Mm-hmm. I don't. And, the and, linebacking core is shit. I mean, the I linebacking mean, core. I mean, I mean, Singleton is all right, but I mean, everybody else is is crap. I mean, like they're just a I mean, bad. Gannon's game plan was beyond my ability. You know, Brandon Graham is out. And Brandon would, Graham is not there. Yeah, He's and I not, thought I was crazy. But when I, I listened to all the shows the next day, and I'm like, okay, all right, maybe I'm not fucking Michael Lombardi's talking about it. They're talking about it on Good Morning Football. They're talking about And I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not fucking crazy. But to run that same defense all game and get burned same, on it when you don't thing. have the safeties and the corners to implement funny, a cover two against a good quarterback But it's funny like because, that. you know, Dallas realized it, and they just right kept, on, they kept on running the ball. You know, between the tackles, they just kept on running the ball because they, fe- I mean, they're like, we can do it. I mean, they keep on lining up the same way. When Ezekiel Elliott so looks good, you know you fucked up. No, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott's not a bad running back. But no, yes, he, he they is. made him look yes, he is. really he's, good. He's, he's, right now in his career, he's a bad running he's back. He's not a $56 million quarterback. I mean, yeah. uh, running back. He's an average but, running back right now. But the Eagles and Jonathan Gannon made him look like a stud. Yeah, I, and and uh, it, it was it was it and was, you guys were open because because they've got better receivers than your cornerbacks mm-hmm. can possibly cover. And those guys aren't smart enough or athletic enough to play a cover two against a quarterback like that. And it hurts me to see Corey Clement's name on there too. Corey Clement, I, I mean, it's, uh, one of the, one of the Super. Well, Bowl. you got the rest of the running backs around. Yeah, your but it's just I, I mean, I, Corey Clement had a special special place in my heart. <laughs> but instead of coming out, in this and now game, he's with one of the division rivals. But instead of coming out in this game and just running the ball and playing your game, RPOs. Play action. It's funny when I get pissed off. My, my voice gets gets high pitched. I sound like you, Ben. But when it's, I get it's pissed just off, like why would you play into the opponent's hands yeah. by coming out yeah. in, in, with with a you know with an offensive game plan that your players can't execute, and then before you know it, you're behind. Yeah. You know the Cowboys were up. It was fourteen to seven at the end of the at the end of the the first quarter. At the end of the second quarter, it was twenty two to seven. By that point, it's too late. Yeah. You, you you have no options. I mean, Sirianni has gotten out coached last couple. Couple of weeks. I mean, you know, last week he got out coached. This week he got out coached. I mean, he, I, when you get out coached, but even Mike McCarthy, it, he attempted to fuck this one up too. Yeah. But you know, Mike, you can't be out coached by Mike McCarthy. But the, I mean, the defense just the, just the play calling on defense was so disappointing. Just to watch that, and well, just to was watch there play the Cowboys. Call? It looked like it looked like the up, same defense for the entirety of up, the game. <laughs> just pick up chunk after chunk after chunk. I mean, they could. They. I mean. If there's one thing the Eagles do well, it's stopping the run, and they couldn't even Under do Jim it Swartz, in maybe. this game. They just couldn't. Do remember it how much you hated Jim Swartz and how aggressive but, he was on defense? Yeah. Well, no, he wasn't aggressive on third. On third and fifteen, the guy would like put everybody at the fifteen, like fifteen yards down the field, and like stop these but guys. At least and, he blitzed. At least he, he you know, he, yeah, he, he, was he changed he, up. He wasn't even that great. But either. Jim, but he wasn't that great. But he's better than this guy, unless this guy, this guy adjusts. Yeah, but, because there was no aggressiveness. Yeah, there was no attempt to get pressure on Prescott. There was no attempt to move out of that cover two shell that they were playing. And it just, it was, it, it, watching it quarter after quarter after quarter, it was driving me insane to watch the same four guys attempt to rush this quarterback mm. and have them shredded through the air and on the ground. And when they did, uh, like the the fumble in the end zone and, and, and a couple of the sacks, I mean, when they actually did switch it up and, 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 and bring a blitz, you know, Dak Prescott was, you know, he was unsure of himself. And, yeah. and he made bad throws. I mean, he either he was sacked. I mean, but he just continued to rush for almost the entire game. No, it was for the entire game. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it was. It was. But it was. It was disappointing. Let's move on. All right, Friday. Next up, Jags at Bengals. Yeah, turned out to be a pretty good game. Pretty Trevor good. Lawrence. I I stopped watching this one. Cut. I was like, it's the Jags and. He came into his own. I mean, Trevor Lawrence looked pretty and good. The Cincinnati 17-24. Bengals. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals are the best team in the AFC North. Yeah, Bengals. Yeah, technically, based the, on te- record. Technically, they are. 
Uh, Bengals because they have one extra game. <laughs> Bengals twenty four, Jags twenty one. Bengals go to three and one. Jags fall to zero and four. But Trevor yeah. Lawrence seventeen to twenty four, two oh four. No well, picks, no TDs, but no picks. But still, when you're up fourteen, settle down, and you have a chance to go up twenty one nothing. Urban Meyer, man. Yeah, definitely kick the field goal. Yeah, well, just or better play or something like. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, maybe. I mean, but at that, I mean, I think if you're up four, if you're up fourteen to nothing, and you have an opportunity to make it three scores, I know you want to put them away. But I feel like even they couldn't punch the ball in on third down. I think they probably should have kicked the field goal there and made it 17 to nothing. At least you got a three-score game then. I know it mm-hmm. sounds counterintuitive, but against the Bengals and Joe Burrow, I know they were trying to bury him, but they couldn't get they didn't get it in on first down. They didn't get it on a second down. They didn't get it on a third down. Uh, I think you almost have to I know you're you're right down there at the goal line, but I think you kick it. But Burrow, 25 of 32 for for 348. Two count them, two touchdowns, but Joe Mixon running the ball well, sixteen to sixty-seven, and a touchdown. CJ Uzama was huge in this game, two touchdowns. But Friday, the Bengals are for real. Because because the, the the Jags played pretty well in this game. They they this was the best game that they played so far this season. Um, but the like you said, I mean the Bengals with Joe Burrow and you know with Joe Mixon and. Their defense is playing pretty decent and as M- well. Mixon looks like a man out there. Yeah, I mean they they look like a solid team. I mean, it's not going to be very easy for the Steelers to get back into this division. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I think the Steelers are wild card at best. Yeah, unless all four, four teams, or five, maybe all four teams make it. Four to the or five wins <laughs> at worst is is where the Steelers are headed right yeah, now. And I, you know, these divisions have to change the guard. Faith in Mike Tomlin. I have faith in Mike Tomlin, but I mean the coaching staff is hiring from within. You know, Matt Canada. You know, Keith Butler's got injuries galore, so I'm, I mean I'll give him a break. But Matt Canada and this offense, whatever he's putting together out there, you know, it's yeah. it's 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 not good. Ding, it's not good. All right, Franny, that's it for the finally wow. after an hour was, and a half. I know, seriously. Wow, that's that's a lot to talk about. Next it's week, been in some exciting games. I mean, the first three weeks of the season have been very exciting. Yes, next week I'm just going to say Steelers are bad. We lost. Eagles bad. Next game. Eagles, Kansas City <laughs> next bad. Game. Ben Roethlisberger had a bad Seahawks game. again. Still didn't run Big the ball. Big lead, first, first half, <laughs> yeah. lose, second half. Yeah, Jonathan Gannon, cover two. Uh, also cover two, and then uh, can we play some more cover two? Raiders playing well again. All right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Herbert, great. All right, Friday, we're, you want to take a quick break take before a quick break. we uh, Make our check week four out picks. the week four picks? Hopefully quicker than we did the week three recap. Yeah, for sure. For <laughs> sure. All right, we'll be right back, folks. 10-hour podcast. Yeah, exactly. All right, and we are back with our week four picks, Ben. Are you sure? You don't uh, want to spend another half an hour talking about last week's games? Maybe. <laughs> next week. Hopefully, it'll take half an hour next week. Uh, first up front, a Titans at Jets. All right, Titans. I mean, uh, anybody that the Jets face, I'm going to choose the other team. Yeah, I don't even know if we need to talk about this. Yeah, I know. Titans, not at all. probably by a bunch. I think, I actually, I'm not sure which game has a 17-point spread. It might be this one, but I don't think probably. it is. But there is a game probably. with a 17-point spread. Uh, next up, Lions at Bears. Friday. Lions, Ben. I'm going to choose Lions in this one. Lions pick up their first one. Should have been last week, but they're going to beat the Bears, I believe. I think yeah, they're the better Lions, team. The Lions, I think, right now are a 1-2 and two team. They're 0-3, but they should be 1-2. and two. I they think should be. next week they'll be 1-3, and three, but they should be 2-2. Two and two. Mm-hmm. I am taking the Lions by 6. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll talk about that in the, in the betting, betting corner. corner. But next up, Friday, Colts at Dolphins. 
Uh, I, I see Colts. I see the Colts picking up their first <sighs> victory. Sake, you the Dolphins, and the Dolphins haven't really proven that much. I mean, the, oh, you know, the, get a room for Carson Wentz and Franek. They have to get one eventually, and I think this is the win, their first win of the season. But what makes Colts. you? you know, Brissett's going to be playing. No, I mean, they played well against the Rams. They I mean, almost look, a beat couple the Raiders. Ago, no, but a couple weeks ago, they beat the the Colts almost beat the Rams. I mean, obviously, the Dolphins were it was close with with Las Vegas. But, uh, no, I, I, I expect the Colts to uh, come out and win tomorrow. I'm also going to choose the Colts. That, what the fuck? Are you, why, <laughs> why are you giving me issues? Because it's fun. Yeah, I'm going to take the Colts. I think they're better coached. They're better at the fundamentals. I think Jacoby Brissett is good, but I think in this game, not that good. the Colts are finally going to good, but not that good. The Colts are going to get off to Schneid, as they say, and get a win mm-hmm. here. Uh, next up, Browns at Vikings. That's mm-hmm. an interesting game. Didn't think it was going to be, but the way that Cousins is playing, the way that the Vikings are playing, this game just got a lot more interesting. Well, I think the Browns' defense is going to hold Cousins back just a little bit. I, th- I expect the Browns well, to win. Miles Garrett in his four and a half sacks, that's, that's, you think it's going to help? I think the Browns will win. Uh, this is hard. I mean, it's just hard to pick this game. <laughs> I mean, it's hard for me to pick the Browns. Negative? Do you want to say anything? No, I don't want to say. Well, do I? Um, I'm going to take the Vikings. I think the Vikings are going to hand the Browns their first loss of the season. The Vikings will then implode later on in the season. Well, the Browns already lost. What's that? Browns are one. We're two and one. Who did the Browns lose to? Uh, they lost somebody. They're two and one right now. Uh, Who did the? I forget who they played. Uh, I I am. Uh, the oh, Chiefs. they lost to the yeah, Chiefs. Yeah, it was the first game of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going to take – I think the Vikings – I think the, the Browns are going to finish better, go to the playoffs, but I think the Vikings are going to win this game. Next up, Washington at Falcons. Man, the Falcons are just playing all the bad teams in the NFC. And they, yet they still – well, they got to win against the Giants, but then against those everybody else yeah, in I the think NFC they're gonna. I, I think they're going to beat Washington as well. I'm taking Washington in this game. All right. This is Tyler Heineke. Yeah, Ron Rivera. Yeah, against the Washington. They've proven so much. Well, but I just think the I think the Washington football team is better coached. They have more talent, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I think Washington's going to eke out a win here. Uh, next up, Texans at Bills. Well, the Bills keep on getting easy games. This Tyra is another Taylor's easy out. one. It's probably another twenty point victory for them. I actually think this might be the seventeen point spread. This <laughs> yeah, is this, this, this is the seventeen be, yeah. point spread. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bills. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, Giants at Saints. Saints. You don't think you know, the Saints, Daniel man. Jones it's, it's has the an Saints. opportunity, a, a chance Let's here. not extend this podcast more than it needs <laughs> to be extended. You don't it's think the there's Saints are going to win this game at playing at home. All right. Jameis Winston I'll is going to throw. I'll take the Saints. Jameis Winston with four touchdowns and four interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Saints, but it's going to be close. No, it's not. It's going to be close. No, it's not. Next up, Chiefs. At uh, Eagles, I'm going to choose the Chiefs. They're playing in Philly, but I'm going to choose the Chiefs. I mean, the the Eagles haven't really shown me anything so far this season. You know, last couple of games, pretty terrible. Wait, you're taking the Eagles? No, Chiefs. <laughs> Are you taking the Eagles? I have not taken the Eagles once so far this season, and I've been right almost every single time. Sixty-six uh, percent of the time, I've been right. Uh, yeah, I'll take the Chiefs, but the, but yeah. I think this game could be closer. It'll be close in the first like right off like, kickoff. It's gonna be zero zero, so it's gonna be close <laughs> at the kickoff. But after that, I don't think the Eagles have any sort of a chance. Yeah, I just don't think the Eagles' defense and Jonathan Gannon can, you know, if if they if they rush, yeah. 
and they bring a couple. They, of, they might bring one rusher in this one. It's like, if they bring, I mean, then then Mahomes is just going to shred you down the field. I mean, this is yeah. not the game to get too creative on defense. This yeah. is the game to play cover two in. Yeah. Well. They're still gonna lose. Either way, they're they're not good enough to beat the Chiefs. Panthers at Cowboys, Friday. It's a tough one. Finally, an exciting matchup on the slate here. This is a tough one. I mean, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm gonna choose the Cowboys. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. I'm gonna choose the Cowboys. Hate it. Uh, You hate it? I don't like to choose the Cowboys, but I think. But why are you choosing the Cowboys? Sam Darnold. I know rolling, that. I know that. Um, you know, McCaffrey's they got out. Matt Rule, they McCaffrey's got... out this game. I mean, McCaffrey, if he was in, I'd say they have, you know, sort of a chance to win this one with McCaffrey out. Uh, you know, obviously the Cowboys have, you know, certain injuries themselves. There are some guys on defense that are out. But, uh, you know, I, I, the Cowboys, are, there's, they have a lot of talent on the team. They do, but I'm taking yeah. the Panthers. Right. Panthers are going to keep hopefully. rolling. Hopefully. Uh, next up, Seahawks at 49ers. Pete Carroll beats Kyle Shanahan. Sean McVay beats Pete Carroll. That's sort of the way these things go. But what say you? I'm going to take the Seahawks in this one. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think the Seahawks are going to turn to? things around. Do I have a to? Bit. I think I have to. You don't have to. But uh, you know, I think the Seahawks have enough weapons. Hopefully, they take advantage of the weapons that they have on offense, and uh, they beat the Niners. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that the Seahawks will win this one. Yeah, this is kind of the fuck Richard Sherman game for me. I am taking the Seahawks. Uh, in this game, after Richard Sherman talks shit, but it's going to be really close. About both teams. This he talks shit about both yeah, teams. Yeah, he talks shit about both teams. This might actually be an overtime game. It, either that, or it's going to come down to the final drive of the game. But the Seahawks prevail. Next up, an exciting one: Friday Cardinals at Rams at one o five p.m. Pacific. Uh, I think the Rams. I think the Rams won this one. I think it'll be a close game. It'll be a close, exciting, fun game to watch. But I think the Rams. Win it close. Man, this is a tough one. This is a tough one early on in the season. I think if this game, if this were week 15, I'd say the Rams, no problem. But I'm going to take the Cardinals in this game. Mm-hmm. I think the Cardinals are going to come out, get a statement win before they implode later in the season. Mm-hmm. Aha, so. next up, Ronnie Steelers oh, at Packers. Man, what do you think? Packers. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Actually, yeah. You know, I, I, the, the Packers Steelers, by 14, the Steelers potentially can't. 17 or 18. Yeah, the Steelers can't. Can't score points. Yeah, and the, and the Packers in Lambeau, first time that Ben Roethlisberger's faced Aaron Rodgers since the Super Bowl. Uh, Matt Flynn and I can't remember the other quarterback that started the last two times the Steelers went to Lambeau. I, I just think the Steelers, there's they can't put any points up, and Aaron Rodgers against a, a depleted Steelers defense. It's it's going to be a long day for for Mike Tomlin and and uh, Keith Butler and Matt Canada and Ben Roethlisberger. Just run the ball and keep Ben Roethlisberger upright. Best case scenario, Roethlisberger's not on the IR after this game. Mm-hmm. Ravens at Broncos, Friday. Uh, you know what? Not hard to call, Ben. I'm going to say the Ravens in this one. You don't think it's hard to call? <laughs> I mean, I, I would expect the Ravens. To Ravens got handed a victory Yeah, they were in the last game. They got handed a victory yeah. earlier yeah. on in the season as well. Uh, I, I'm going to choose the Ravens. Against They're the going to be handed another, another victory in this one. Don't tell me you're going to choose the Broncos. Yeah, you mean the Broncos are 3-0. They're know. playing in my high. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Broncos. All right. The Ravens are not particularly good. Yeah. I mean, they are good. I mean, so, Le'Veon I mean, Bell's going to play. So you know for sure <laughs> that means they're going to win. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to take the Broncos. At home, the Ravens almost lost, should have lost to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think the, the, the Broncos are going to let the country know uh, what kind of team the Ravens actually are, mm-hmm. absent Lamar Jackson and the only weapon they've got. 
Next up, everybody's talking about uh, this game, Friday. Way too much. Buccaneers at the hapless Patriots. Yeah, Broncos. I mean, bunk, uh, Buccaneers. Broncos. <laughs> Buccaneers. The Broncos are going to beat the Patriots? Yeah, are you uh, sure? They, they probably would, but the Bucs uh, <laughs> will also beat them. It's going to be an interesting... I mean, he's going to get a lot of love from the fans at home. Early on. Six championships. Uh, until he throws like for 400 yards and four touchdowns and they kick their ass. Yeah, yeah but no, got, or, uh, no Antonio Brown. Yeah, it doesn't matter. No... Gronkowski. Yeah, you don't need him. Ronald Jones is not playing as well as they had hoped. The defense not playing as well as they had hoped. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's not extend this podcast. I'm going to take the Patriots. Oh, my God. I'm going to take the Patriots in this game. I think yeah, because they played great last week against uh, uh, think, the Saints. No, I'm going to take the Bucs. I'll take the Bucs. Yeah, okay, There's no thanks. way the Patriots yeah, are going to yeah, win this game. Yeah. All right. Next up, Raiders This is a good Chargers. one. This is a good Monday, one right October here. October 4th. Monday night game. I'm going to go with the Chargers. Yeah, I think, you know, the Chargers... Uh, this is a pick'em game almost. It, it, it almost is a pick'em, but the Chargers have actually been a little more impressive than the Raiders, especially with the Raiders' struggle last week against, um, you know, the Dolphins. You know, the Chargers have been in every single game, and they won that close and they game. they won that close game They last won game. that close one, so they know how to finish. Finally. Hopefully now. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it was like... It, they got their it, monkey off the back exactly, and so uh, it was. A, it was. It was like a gorilla. It was like a rhino. Yeah. It, it was. What's the heavy? Like it was like a blue whale on yeah. their back. It was, it and was. and you know it was like something that really was holding them back. But they finally won that close one against a strong opponent in their own division. I think the Chargers. Big game for division dominance. I'm gonna also take the Chargers in this game. Mm-hmm. I mean, after that, and and for the same reason. So there's no two reason games to, at SoFi this week. Yeah, no reason to beat Friday up on that one. Ah, this one's tough. this is going to mean a lot. Last game that we're going to pick Rams at Seahawks on Thursday. Rams. That's <laughs> that's it. I mean, Rams. The Rams are a better team. I mean, the Rams are the uh, the cream of the crop. And then Thursday night, short rest. Cream of the crop in the NFC West. Uh, cream of the crop in the NFC. But this is going to be a game where the Seahawks are going to have to win it. Coming off. Uh, they're playing the Niners. Probably going to be coming off a win. I'm going to take the Seahawks. All right. I, I can't not. I'm married to a Seahawks fan. I can't give up on this team. It's just Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, and Chris Carson, and a decent offensive line. That's why I have to pick the Seahawks. The Rams are going to get a loss at some point. This is going to be the loss. I don't think so. Well, okay, <laughs> I know but... you don't. <laughs> All right, Friday, that's it for week three breakdown and week four picks. What's mm-hmm. next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is Friday's Flame and Ben's Bust. This is when we tell you the thing the that week. pissed us off the most based on the last week. So week three, what pissed you off the most this week, Friday? How the fuck do you run the ball three times <laughs> in a game? I don't know if that's happened. I mean, in the history of football, uh, how many times has that happened where you only have three actual rushes by the running back? I mean, the Eagles in the last the Cowboys, ten years, maybe it's happened. But before I, that, definitely I, never. I, I, I'm not sure if that's ever happened. I mean, it's, it's it, that is it is inexplicable, man. <laughs> it is to run the ball to actually rush it three times with the running backs, an actual running play. And I think it three was like combined for like ten yards. No, actually, Miles Sanders had a pretty good run. And Miles Sanders, no, he? whenever he could run the ball this season, he's had some great rushes. He's actually probably at the top of the league in terms of yards per rush. 
but they ne- they, they're not yeah, utilizing. Yeah, two carries for 27 yards. Yeah, they're not utilizing this guy. I mean, they're wasting his career in Philadelphia. Miles Sanders is a solid back, and they're not doing anything with him. And why it's do like you having, think that is? It's like having LaShawn McCoy or Westbrook and just wasting them away and just having them there for he just like— just retired an eagle. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's great. I love that. But still, that is that that is my flame of the week. Like, how the fuck do you go into a game and your game plan is not to run the football? And it, it wasn't well, like the it was game a plan blowout. Was specifically, not to run the football, but it's, but not at all. I mean, that's like that's ridiculous. I mean, even even and five then you rushes. You got a hole. You couldn't run the ball. Still, you have to run the ball. I mean, you have to run the ball, especially if you're if you're gaining thirteen yards per <laughs> per carry. Then yeah, run the ball. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly don't get it myself. Uh, I mean, I just think Sirianni he, he psyched himself out. He was too much in his own head, and he allowed the Cowboys to dictate their game plan on offense rather than allowing the Eagles to dictate their will on the Cowboys. And that's no. what they should have done, which is when you have Miles Sanders, you run the ball. When you have a decent offensive line, you're, I know they have one injury at least on the offensive line, but when you have a healthy offensive line for the most part and Miles Sanders, you run the ball. Uh, well, what's your flame, Ben? My flame <laughs> is Jonathan Gannon of the Philadelphia Eagles. I know it's one game. But these are games that are near and dear to our hearts. I have never seen a defensive coordinator fuck up a game as badly as Jonathan Gannon did in that game. I know the offensive game plan wasn't great, but they were ripping you guys to shreds in the secondary. They were running the ball all over you, and they're running that cover two all game long. I mean, I know they ran quarters coverage and halves part of the game, but the fact that it matters, they ran essentially the same defense all game. You've got Dak Prescott back there essentially – under no pressure for the majority of the game. I don't know if he was ever really well, uh, under any significant pressure at any point in the game. Well, for he, a, that fumble in the end zone, and there was a couple of sacks. But, I mean, that's only when they decided well, to bring. Back, way backed up against the When end they zone. decided to bring pressure, but they didn't but decide they didn't, to do it at all, even though it, it, it worked. Was there a strip sack in the Super Bowl for that uh, was actually the winning play that caused the Eagles to win the <laughs> Super Bowl because they had brought, like, eight guys to Tom Brady? Did that happen? Uh, but, but watching Jonathan Gannon... Fuck that game up as badly as he did, allowing a, a top five, top ten, top seven quarterback out there to essentially operate at will to let Ezekiel Elliott run all over you, to let uh, you know Tony Pollard run all over you, to let the receivers run down the field, it, and without Michael Gallup on the field, it, it, at the very least you, you have to have a coverage in place mm-hmm. that your defenders and the personnel can execute, and the Eagles don't have the talent. Much like the Steelers don't have the talent in the secondary to run that type of coverage against a quarterback like Dak Prescott with Elliott and Pollard back there. I, I just never seen, I, I just never, I've never seen uh, the lack of adjustment, the inability to change your game plan. And in, in, I've never seen it. I, I just don't think I've ever seen anything that bad. I mean, it's like that was the equivalent of the Steelers' offense for an entire game. That was that was what I was. And on top of that, it lost your parlay. Yeah, and yeah. I, and that's why it's also my bust of the yeah. week because my my bust, my blast, whatever you want to call it, uh, because I lost uh, my parlay. And the Eagles, if they had come out running the ball, if they had come out with a game plan to pressure Dak Prescott and you know play a lot more man coverage mm-hmm. in the game, I think they probably would have been competitive into the fourth quarter, but because they let the Cowboys dictate their offense and they never change their defense, they they it was a recipe for disaster from the beginning. Yep. All right, Franny, that's it for the. Franny's flame and Ben's blast. Yeah, same game, but deservedly so. Well, because it was, it didn't have to be that way. No.
But it was. <laughs> but and it the was. Eagles sucks. What's next up on the big board, friend? Next up, Ben, we got your betting corner. Well, it's really your betting corner. Yeah, well, not really, because I don't really add too much to this. I mean, you're you're the betting guru. Well, have you put any parlays in this I week? I have not. No. No, I've, 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 I know. I have not. <laughs> Where's the parlay? I mean, I was one I know, game away. I know. I, I, you know. This week, I'll put in a parlay. I'm going to look at all the games. I'm going to put in a parlay. I'm going to write these games down, and this will be a solid parlay because there's a lot of good games right there where you can put in some uh, some solid victories. Yeah, so far, my picks of the week. I got some parlays in here that I you know don't need to talk about. Uh, I took the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, and the over on a teaser. Took uh, Arizona over at the Rams. Took Houston Texans plus 17. Yeah, that's against the Bills. I think the Texans will keep it within 17. Yeah, yeah. 16. And, and the Titans, I took on a teaser with the over. The Tennessee Titans at the New York Jets. I took the Tennessee Titans, brings it down. What was that? It was, yeah, took a, took the over and the Titans. And the other bet I took was Detroit to win outright. That one I think I like that. Franny is on the same page with me. And, of course, I took the Packers and the over in the Steelers game what? on a teaser. Betting against yourself, Ben? Well, you know, money trumps. I never, I mean, just betting against your own team or betting for them is difficult. The Steelers are bad. Steelers, yeah, they're. They're a bad team. They're, they're. Uh, but going through the rest of the games, Friday, Washington and Atlanta, Washington minus one over under 47.5. Um, I would, I, would, I would take, I would take the Falcons at plus 105 in this one. Interesting, interesting. The only thing I, the only thing I would touch in this game, I think, is under. I, I think neither one of these teams is going to be able to score a lot of points. I think it's the under my hit. Uh, next up, Detroit Lions at Chicago Bears. Bears minus three over under forty one point five. Uh, I would take the, the Lions at plus three in this one. I would expect them to win this one outright by at least a touchdown, and uh, and actually a plus one thirty seven too. Yeah, I took. I yeah. like this. I like this game with the Lions to win either at plus three, but I took them on the money line at one thirty-seven. The over/under. I think if anything there, I would take the over because the Lions can score points. Uh, Titans at Jets. The Tennessee Titans only favored by six over the New York Jets with the over/under of forty-four point five. Uh <laughs> I feel like the Titans should win by more. The than Titans six. should win by more than six in this one for sure. Yeah, definitely. I'll take that bet. Yeah, I think I'm actually going to take that bet. <laughs> I think I'm actually going to take that bet right now. Next up, Cleveland Browns at Minnesota Vikings. Browns minus one over under 51.5. I'll take the minus one and even the minus 117. Really? You're taking the Browns? Yep. Nope. I'm taking the Vikings to win outright plus 101, but I would tease that. I would take Vikings plus one. And the over at 51.5 and tease that down. Tease the over down and tease Minnesota up to plus seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colts at Dolphins. Minus two point, not minus two and a half for the Dolphins over under 42.5. Uh, I'm going to take the Colts at plus two and a half and also the Colts at plus 127. Interesting. Okay. All right. I'm going to take. That's a pretty good bet right there, I think. You think? Yeah. You think the Colts are going to win this game outright? Huh? I do. With Carson Wentz and. And Frank Reich. And His ankles are healing up. Yeah, It's been two weeks them. now. Both of them. 
One uh, has to be good. If I was going to bet, I would tease it. I would take the plus 2.5, uh, tease that up to plus 8.5, and take the... Actually, I would take the under up to 48.5. Uh, next up, uh, Panthers at Cowboys. Cowboys minus four over under 51.5. Panthers plus 184, baby. Even though I trust the Cowboys, but still, there's a possibility that the Panthers might win this game. Yeah, I would take a small bet on the Panthers to win outright at plus 184, but if I was going to bet realistically, I would take the Panthers plus 4, tease it up to plus 10, and take the over 51.5 and tease that down to whatever that is, 45.5. Uh, Giants at Saints. The Giants, ooh, 7-point underdog mm-hmm. over under 41.5. I'll take minus seven on the Saints. That's about all I would touch on this one. You really think the Saints are going to win by seven? Have you seen the Giants? I have seen the Giants. <laughs> and, and it's too bad. It really is too no, bad. it's not. Uh, in this game, I do like the over in this game, 41.5. I may, Maybe all the Saints. It might be Saints yeah, 38, yeah. Giants yeah. 10. But I think they're going to hit that's, the over. That's, yeah, that's a low scoreline right there. Yeah, I think, I think the Giants are going to score about 10 or 14 points, and mm-hmm. I think the Saints are probably going to score 30. Uh, Chiefs at Eagles. Chiefs minus six and a half. Yeah, take over them. under yep. fifty four. That's I'll take them at minus six and a half and under fifty four because the Eagles can't score. You're gonna you think they're gonna beat you guys by seven points? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good game. That's yeah. if we keep it close. Yeah, I mean I, I have a hard time touching this one, but yeah, I would te- I would tease it though. I would tease the Chiefs down to minus minus a half and I would tease Andy Reid's like look at these motherfuckers yeah. are you happy without me now <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> well actually we, been, we did win a Super Bowl without him but still but I would tease I would tease that under up to 62 because I don't think they're going to score a ton of points in this game not yeah. the Eagles anyway no no they're not uh, Texans at Bills my, there it is minus there it 17 is, yeah, yeah. that's I, just too high I, for a professional that's game that's a lot of points right there I mean the Buffalo Bills have blown game. out some bad opponents, but they can't do it week after week. Seventeen's a lot of points. Uh, Texas, Texas are not a bad team. I know they don't have Tyrod Taylor, but what's, you, his, you, what's his you, name? The, the, the new young guy. You, uh, I forget what his name is, but would you take the plus nine sixty five on the Texans? Oh, to win outright? No yeah. way. No way. They're not going to win this game. <laughs> ten, ten bucks. <laughs> they're not going to. They're not going to win this game. But I think they can keep it within seventeen points. I yeah, think. I think they might be able to. Do I that. think Cully and the rest of those. I think they can keep this this game. Not. Not within 10, but within 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, Cardinals. You know what? The Cardinals in this one, I you know, I, I expect the Rams to win this one, but a plus 180 for the Rams, I mean, for the Cardinals, I, you know, I, uh, that's actually not bad because they've, they've, yeah. they've been playing some good football lately. Yeah, I would, I'm not I like saying the, they're going to win, but at plus 180, eh, put in a small bet on that. Yeah, know? I like the Cardinals at plus 180. I also like the teaser, obviously, pushing it up to plus 10. And the over, I would push the over down to 48.5. Uh, Seahawks at Niners. Mm, that's pretty Minus two on the Niners, over under 52. I'll take the plus 117 on the Seahawks. Ooh, I have to pick. I know I picked the Seahawks, but that's uh, but plus 117. There's not, there's not enough juice. not a juice. big payout, but I mean, if I'm going to take a bet on anywhere on that line, that's that's where I would do it. Yeah, if I were going to, yeah, I'd take the teaser. Push it, push it up to plus eight and push the over down to 46. Uh, Ravens at Broncos. Ravens only minus one over under forty four. I'm taking the Broncos to win outright at minus one hundred three. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm not going to touch this one. There's there's not much in this one. I mean, it's it's almost like uh, you know fifty fifty on this one. It's not really. It's the satisfaction of watching the Cowboys lose. 
The Cowboys? Or the Ravens. Yeah. <laughs> the Ravens. It's the satisfaction you're, of watching. You're in my mind right now. It's the satisfaction of watching the yeah. Ravens lose. Yeah. I, I, I would. That's not something. There's not nothing juicy there. I wouldn't touch it. Well, yeah. Franny has a mega millions approach to betting. I forgot. <laughs> uh, next up, Steelers. Exactly. At, Steelers at Green Bay. <laughs> Green Bay Packers minus six. Actually, I got it. When I took the teaser, it was minus seven, I think. Uh, Green Bay minus six over under 44.5. At this point, I would take the Packers minus six. Yeah, me too. Minus six. And, um, yeah, I mean, that over-under. I mean, the Packers can score. The Steelers have not proven that they can score points. Yeah, I mean, it might be – this might be similar. It might be 38 to three. Yeah. It might be 30 to 10. Yeah. But, I, but, it, but it, that, that over-under – I'll take Green Bay minus six. Yeah. Yeah, that over-under is a little, is a little troublesome because the Steelers can score. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they will eventually put up a game where they score 28 points. Uh, I don't know when that's going to happen, but I would I would take the Packers minus six. I, I just don't think the Steelers have any chance in this game. Ah, uh, Buccaneers at Patriots Friday. Buccaneers minus six point five. Yeah, I'm going to take the over under forty nine. I'm going to take 5. the Bucks at minus six and a half. And uh, you crazy? That's about, that's about it. Really? Yep. You don't like the you don't like the New England Patriots plus two fifty nine to win outright? Nope. <laughs> nope. I don't. <laughs> I'm going to take a small bet on the plus two fifty nine. Small. For the for the Patriots to win outright because this is a game that means a lot to Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. but the real bet with the real money would be Tampa Bay minus six point five, tease that down to minus point five, and take the over take the over down to forty three point five. I think that's a safer bet. Doesn't pay as much, but it's a safer bet. Last game, Vegas Raiders at Chargers. Chargers minus three over under fifty two five two. Um. Hmm. You know, I, I mean, I, I chose the Chargers, obviously, to win this game. I think they can. But that plus 150 on the Raiders, I mean, there's a possibility they can still win this game. I mean, they're both good teams. Just, been, it's, it's, it's I'll almost take that like, plus 150. You're like, a, you're like with the metal detector on the beach. You're just like. I'm just saying. I know there's a diamond ring out there somewhere. I know there's a diamond ring out there. One day I will find one. <laughs> it's like, there's like a wishing well. Over. He's like, I know there's 50 bucks in that wishing well. I could, no one's looking, but I know there's a diamond ring out here somewhere. Yeah, I'm going to take that. That's the only thing I would take on this line is plus 150. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I stay away from the Raiders bet. But After all of that. Yeah. And now you're saying, oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. That's the fun of it. But yeah, I would actually, I would take the Chargers minus three. I think oh, the Chargers okay. are going to win this game. You know, it might be a push. It might be a three-point win. Yeah, I, I, it's going to be a good game. I mean, you know, this is actually a fun game for Monday night. You know, the Raiders have actually gotten a lot of love um, so far early on in the season. I mean, they've had Monday night, Sunday night, you know, another, well, was it a Monday night game? Mm-hmm. The other, I mean, they've had, they've had a lot of games um, a this football. early this this early on in the season, I mean, because usually like maybe get one Raiders game yeah. like on a Monday night or a Thursday night, but they've had multiple now so far. Well, I mean, they've got a great quarterback. They've got <laughs> they've got Henry Ruggs. They've got decent, you know, receivers. They've got a good running game. Uh-huh. They've got a nasty defense. Mm-hmm. But I'm still taking the Chargers. The Chargers are the sheriff of this division right now until someone comes and steals it from them mm-hmm. right now. All right, fine. That's it for the that's that. betting corner. What's next up on the big board? Next up, Ben, is our shot of the week. Finally. Friday's I know. Like, Fucking. <laughs> we've been talking too much football. Get to the drinking portion of the show already. And this is the drinking portion of the show, Ben. It is our shot of the week. And it is in honor or dishonor <laughs> of the NFL officiating this year, last year, 
the year before, the year before that, the year before that. I mean, the officiating every year seems to just get worse and worse. And tonight's shot we've dubbed the umpire dumpster fire, Ben. It is a beautiful shot. Actually, you know, now it's kind of all running together. Um, you can find the shot on our Instagram and our Twitter. On Twitter, at Thirst, at Goal Thirst, right? Yes. Yes. All right. I got that one right. On Instagram, at Thirst. And? Only 143 episodes that's, in. That's all it took me, folks. And, uh, I mean, it's a beautiful shot. It is a, it's, it's, it's now white. Now it looks like a Raider shot. It's white on the top. There was that little bit. It was a layered shot with a little bit of black Sambuca. You know, I added some food coloring to the Sambuca. And the reason I added Sambuca and not tequila is because I wanted to leave a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth, Ben, because the officiating has left a bad taste in our mouths and Uh, all the fans' mouths. Game after game after game. That Detroit Lions game, that is disgusting, what they did to the Detroit Lions. I mean, the Detroit Lions had the possibility or potential to go to 2-2 and maybe after tomorrow, whereas the Baltimore Ravens, have a loss under their belt. Not yeah, but a win. They've got the, the chosen one. Tom Brady part two. He can do no wrong. He can get no calls against him. You know, Tom Brady had the tuck the tuck the tuck rule, and from that point forward, it was all Tom Brady all the time. Yep, yep. Right now, essentially Chris Collinsworth is officiating all Ravens games. And if if there's a potential call that can go the Ravens' way, it's going to go the Ravens' way. He'll be on the cover of every magazine. He'll be on the cover of, you know, whatever that is, the uh, uh, Madden, you know. Well, I mean, he's a talented quarterback, but he does get a lot of love in the league. I mean, you know, if that was any other quarterback, if that was like Jalen Hurts against, you know, the Cowboys and they were kicking a field goal and, you know, Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, doesn't get the ball down, doesn't snap it or whatever. And I mean, they would definitely call um, a penalty for delay of game on him or any other quarterback. But, you know, Lamar Jackson does get a lot of love out there. Um, but, Ben, the shot was concocted with Goldschlager. Ooh. Goldschlager is fancy pants. Pretty pretty fancy. with the, it, w- it uh, was fancy. Yeah, about back in, 15 what, 19, year, 15, uh, 1985? 1985, it was pretty fancy, right? Yeah, it was, you remember. Pro- it was actually probably longer than 18 years ago. It was probably more like 25 years ago. Yeah. And uh, Goldschlager, a little bit of white chocolate liqueur, and then that black Sambuca on top. All right, let's do this Cheers. nasty. And officials, just just, just be better. you, Ben. Be best. Be better. <laughs> just, be best. But be better for crying out loud. It's 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 not that hard to call a delay a game. It's not that hard to call, you know, you know, pass interference. Well, it's not. It's not hard to hit to call helmet to helmet. If you don't see it, don't call it. I mean, there's been so taunting. Many, I mean, all the taunting Stupid. calls. Just let them play. You know, think of the World Cup. Be more like that. Don't. No, actually, don't. Well, yeah, but at least there's less calls. Cheers, Ben. Let's see how this tastes. Let's do it. I got the chills. Actually, what, what is that on the bottom chocolate. there? Chocolate. It's actually not as bad as I thought it would be. It was actually... Um, it was spicy at the end, though. Pretty decent. Pretty decent. I mean, there's that peppermint in there from the it was from the gold slogger. Um, and yeah, that's right, Ben. You don't deserve a spicy shot because the Steelers, every time they win, we have a spicy shot. And it doesn't look like they're winning anytime soon. But that doesn't mean <laughs> that we can never have spicy shots. Never, ever, win. ever, ever. Ever. It's just going to be a, dom- a a big old five pound bag of Domino sugar yeah. in there for every shot. But that was actually pretty good. This I actually next liked shot that was one. Corn syrup. I actually liked that one. That was pretty good. 
Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Actually, it was better than I expected when I heard the when I looked at it. I said, "Ooh, that's going to be good." Then I heard the ingredients. I was like, "Ooh, maybe not." Yeah, with the sambuca in there, I, you know, because I'm not uh, generally a big fan of uh, you know black licorice style um, liqueurs. Uh, you know, I, I actually was hoping that that would be a little bit worse because the fish shading has been so bad and we don't deserve to have a sweet shot that's based off of. Oh, for sure. It wasn't that the sweet though. The peppermint. Yeah. I mean, and, actually, the, and the Sambuca, the actually balanced itself out pretty well. I mean, the, uh, the white chocolate, shots the white chocolate, the concocted from scratch gave it. Well, last week too, that the Arizona Cardinal shot was probably one of the best shots that we've had in recent memory. I mean, that was a really yeah. good fucking yeah, shot. Yeah, it was. Um, but this one also. Not from Tipsy Bartender, not from anywhere. It was out of my mind. It was concocted in my brain, Brand It's ben. all original <laughs> from this point forward. No yeah. more Tipsy Bartender for front. Nope. I've learned enough. It's <laughs> only, it only took 143 episodes. Wax well, on, wax you, off. Exactly. Now you're on now you're you're now yeah. I need my own website where I'm concocting my own shot. The student has become the master. Exactly. No more Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> now you are Mr. Miyagi. If only I got free alcohol, I'll be concocting shots left and right for people. Ah, uh, let's see if we can get a, a sponsorship from Total Wine. Ooh. Can you imagine? That'd be pretty awesome. Man, just walk in there, just grab whatever you want off the shelf and walk out well, unless it without the without security from chasing you. <laughs> if it doesn't involve because a Because that's happened. Yeah. But I'm pretty fast. I'm pretty <laughs> swift-footed, man. Yeah, but in Northridge, you can you just- You know this. We've raced. Sort of, yeah. We had a foot race. I know. And I won. I know. I know. <laughs> Multiple times. That's true. I mean, it wasn't, you know, he's got 15 years on me doesn't so matter i'm a gazelle that. i'm a gazelle that is that there is that i but i was number two and i was by far the oldest person running in any of those races and i did finish second in all of <laughs> i'm sure them. a lot of people are wondering like why the fuck are these guys even running well you know because that's what that's what you know you do when you're <laughs> for some reason you're doing <laughs> in it an the, alley but in fairness i did finish second and there were a lot of people in that race that were younger than me there they were but all of not them. in the best condition well, that's true. I'm not in yeah. the best condition, but better do, than some of them. Uh, but I do yeah. feel at least I feel good that I was able to finish. You were there, second to people. Well, I mean, you were pretty impressive actually. in their thirties. Yeah, yeah. I've I've uh, I've been uh, rookie card. <laughs> yeah. for, I mean, you were like the Usain Bolt of that. I, I was From sixteen to twenty. Actually, I was the Usain Bolt. You were more like the uh, Michael Johnson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nin- exactly. Nineteen ninety six. Your Carl was it Michael, Lewis. Was it Michael Johnson? Like, was it was that the ninety six Olympics? I remember. Like, uh, I think so. I think so. And with the gold shoes. Remember, oh, like the yeah, gold yeah, Nikes? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's been a few years. Because Carl Lewis, I think, had the record. I think, or did, I mean, did Bolt, well, I think Bolt passed him for total medals, but for U.S., I think. You're, you're Gatlin, and I am, I am, uh, I'm, I'm Ryan Lochte. I'm, I'm using Bolt. <laughs> I'm Ryan God, Lochte. I hope you're not my liner. <laughs> I hope you're not Ryan Lochte. <laughs> <laughs> We got our stuff stolen in Brazil. <laughs> From the gas we, station? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying that, was, to, that was completely unnecessary. I'm trying like, to forget. Like, why leave the Olympic Village at all? Yeah. Uh, but Friday, what's next about a big... Oh, wait. Where, where would you rank oh, yeah. that I, w- I would actually rate this a nine. I, yeah, me actually, too. You know, me too. It wasn't as good as last week. Last week, that Arizona shot, the Arizona Cardinal shot was a really good concoction. All the flavors really came together very well. This one, I actually wanted to taste bad. That's why I added the Sambuca to it. But it actually, all the flavors mixed together pretty well. The the yeah. the, the schnapps. And it was milky. It had a nice yeah, milky that's, consistency. Yeah, that that white chocolate liqueur is not chocolatey. I mean, it's not very chocolate. It just adds a nice creaminess, yeah, creaminess. to all these shots. I agree. What a great, great recipe. I mean, what a great uh, uh, liqueur that is. I mean, it's it's like uh, I have to get more of that. It's a, it's. I think it's our third bottle it's now that we're on all, it. I use it. I use it like. All, I use it quite often. It's gonna be like all sweet shots. Why? 
We used to look forward to playing the Bengals and the Browns, so at least <laughs> we can get a win. you got to play the Jacksonville Jaguars if you want to win a game do, now, Ben. Do we have the Jets on the schedule? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the only team in the league we can beat. We'd probably, no lose, we'd probably lose to Jacksonville. No spicy shots on the horizon. <laughs> we'd probably lose to Jacksonville. <laughs> we might lose to Chicago. <laughs> we definitely lose to Detroit. So there I are, think the Eagles right now, the Eagles and the Steelers, if they played each other, it'd be like the battle of the worst teams in Pennsylvania. And well, it's only the two teams in Pennsylvania, but on the East Coast, I think those are probably the well, no, the Jets are pretty bad too. But that's a pretty bad duo right there. Yeah, we're like hoping to play the yeah, if you and or I the just play the Jags or the yeah, Giants. Every week. And we still might lose. It might still might be fifty fifty. Actually the Trevor Lawrence could probably eat to pick apart our defense the way it is right now. It's All sad. right, <laughs> sad state of affairs for the Eagles and the Steelers, Ben. Jesus, oh, I, I mean, we would always have one good team. Yeah, now all three with. of them are bad. No, no yeah. Well, actually, I, I like I told, I tried to tell Sonny tonight. Yes, the Eagles are bad. Yes, the Steelers <laughs> are bad. But the reason that Franny and I have not given up on the Seahawks is because you still have Russell Wilson. Yeah, exactly. Our quarterback's thirty-nine, playing mm-hmm. behind a terrible offensive line. And it doesn't look good. He's probably yeah. going to retire. And we, we pretty much have a rookie. You quarterback have a rookie quarterback playing against an injured offensive line. We don't have the great greatest of receivers. Friday's got a great receiver, but he's a rookie. And at least no, you yeah, have we D- could have thirty great receivers, and they're not. Gonna but you have DK Metcalf, you have Tyler Lockett, you have Chris Carson, and you have Russell Wilson. So we're not quite ready to give up on the nope, Seahawks, but we yet. have. You know, we have. You know, I expect them to. Beat, I rock. expect them to beat the Niners. Tomorrow. You gotta throw in the towel, Rock. Like we, we definitely. Are, I am throwing in the white towel against, you know, whatever it is, Clubber Lang, for uh, whoever it was that, that that beat the piss out of. Um, wait, who was it that killed? Uh, uh, what's his name? Weather's character in Rocky. Was it? It was clever. It was clever Lang. I think. I have no idea. I think it was Rocky Three. I think Clever Lang fought Carl Weathers. I mean, I can't remember his name. Apollo Creed. And I think it was Clever Lang that killed Apollo Creed. So we are the Steelers are Apollo Creed against Clever Lang, and the the Eagles are everyone against Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> yeah. Sure, sure. <laughs> sure, Ben. All right, I guess we should talk UFC. At least that, yeah, that's yeah. something that people know. All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, we have our brown, our beverage of the week. We have the Singleton 12-year-old. All right, you want to take a quick break? Let's we take do that? a quick break, Ben. Let's All use the facilities. Right. Now I have to use the facilities. All right, we'll be right back. All right, and we are back with our beverage of the week, the Singleton Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, the 12-year-old Ben. And this this scotch, the shape of the bottle doesn't look like a scotch. It looks like a bourbon. Yeah, it looks like a bourbon or it looks like maybe a uh, Canadian whiskey yeah, or something. It's, 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 it's a skinny, fat bottle. Dangerous. You could just cylindrical You hit it bottle. just a little bit and it'll right, fall it right, right off the table. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure you have some information for us, Ben, I for do. the Singleton, Single Malt, Scotch I whiskey. Do I've indeed. actually never heard about this one. This is the Singleton 12-year-old. Their 12-year-old Single Malt Scotch whiskey is matured in a high proportion of American oak casks with a small portion of European oak casks to balance the liquid. The result is an easy-to-enjoy single malt with notes of luscious brown sugar, soft cooked apples, and creamy toffee. 
served with laughter and good company. Friday, huh. the nose is fresh, light, and clean. Fresh fruitiness and soft frane, soft, <laughs> soft frane notes, soft fragrant notes. I've, I've, I've soft notes, but I've been told that you know my fragrance is pretty soft. It's pretty yeah. soft. Yeah, scented leather, subtle sandalwood <laughs> I, I, and vanilla. That's a lot of people describe my scent that way. <laughs> also, your finish is short, creamy, and smooth. Uh, my, my finish is creamy <laughs> at times. Your body is light to medium. That's also true, actually. And your palate is fresh and easy to drink. That's spicy, uh, then soft, and yeah. pleasantly sweet. Yeah. Fruity with citrus, raisins, vanilla, and a hint of honey. I hear it often. <laughs> uh, but this is a little, I mean, is this the right one? That's the one. That is the one. No, it's not. Yeah, no, yeah, it is. It is. That's the one. Yeah, because I think what we read on the bottle was a little bit different than what I... It's in terms luscious, of the, oak, the casks. Luscious nectar. <laughs> luscious ne- but I thought there was like a sherry cask or a, uh, I mean, if, or if a bourbon the, cask. If, if you read the back of the bottle, I mean, but I mean, you know, the um, the label on the bottle we have in front of us and the one on the website right there is exactly the same. Um, but it says a whiskey. Hey, it's a whiskey from Pedro Jimenez Oloroso. <laughs> Season casks and refill ex-bourbon casks have been hand-selected for their sweet notes and fresh fruit intensity. Yeah, so I mean, it looks like it's a couple of uh, casks that have used here. It doesn't mention it on the website, which is kind of funny. But yeah, because that's, uh, what, that's, that's, what, I, that's what you would actually want to describe. Yeah, sherry you know. and bourbon, yeah. so, which is different than what the website says. I mean, it's, that's you know pretty much coming up with, the, I guess, the fragrances, the finish, the nose, and all that stuff, but... Um, it doesn't explain the casks that it was actually aged in, which is pretty interesting. Well, for, no, it says... For 12 years now. It says a small portion of European oak casks to balance the liquid. I don't know. It's pretty interesting. But anyways, <laughs> well, I guess that would be the uh, the Pedro Jimenez Oloroso seasoned cask. But it it, it, it has uh, and refill ex-bourbon casks have been hand-selected for the sweet notes. And the sweet fresh no. fronty intensity. <laughs> well, I mean, if you don't get fronty intensity in your scotch, I'm not yeah, sure exactly no, just, why I you're even there. Why are you drinking the scotch? I'm not even sure. <laughs> you know, because you want a body that's light to medium, of course. <laughs> a height that's average to above average. Uh-huh. You know, a palate that's fresh and easy to drink. Yeah. And a finish that's short. short. Creamy. <laughs> it's smooth. It's, it's smooth. Well, yes. Yeah. Most people say his finish is fairly short. Ladies, uh, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> now, but cheers to you, Ben. Let's uh, let's see how this smells. smells on the nose. Let's see if you get some of uh, my fragrances <laughs> in there. I mean, definitely stone fruit. Uh, <laughs> it is. No. I get. I get. I get. I'm no. getting. I'm getting some apricot. I'm definitely getting some boulder fruit in there. Yeah, I do get some fruitiness, but I also get a little bit I'm of, uh, a little bit of raisin. I get a little sherry, raisin, but I also get a little apricot bourbon. raisin. Some, um, it's almost like a like fruit that's been sitting around for a while. You know, like like banana. You know, when you have a banana yeah. sort of sitting around for a while, it's not like that light banana flavor. It's like that heavy banana flavor with. Uh, with some of the boulder fruit, as Ben likes to call it. Yeah, I just, 
I mean, I was just proud of myself earlier when we when we sniffed it that I was yeah. able to sniff out the the sherry. Yeah, you were. You the, actually said, "Is this aged in a bourbon barrel?" It looks like it was an ex bourbon barrel, and I mean, it does have some of those bourbon but, characteristics, though, too. I mean, there's a little bit of woodiness. I mean, there's that caramelly vanilla-ness to it. I just get a heavy, heavy fruitness, but a it's heavy, chilled. It, it's yeah. chilled now, just a little bit. On, I mean, it's not not that it's freezing outside, but I mean, you know, it's not room temperature. It's a little bit cooler, and on the nose. Compared to when we sniffed it earlier in the night, right now it actually smells much better being chilled yeah. just a little bit. I do get the heavy. It's heavy. I mean, I could tell that it was sherry cask. I could tell that it was bourbon cask. Because there's a there's a nice bit of sweetness but I to it. do get a heavy, heavy sort of uh, uh, fruitiness that sort of overwhelms the other notes. But it's nice, though. I mean, it, it smells much better I wish better I got right the now. sandal. I don't really get the sandal. Yeah, I me mean, neither. But uh, cheers, Ben and Let's do it. How it tastes. See how I finish in your mouth. <laughs> Short, hopefully. <laughs> and not bad. Not bad. It's got a very smooth flavor. Not a lot mm. of spice. Not a lot of... Not... I mean, there's just a little bit of spice on the back of the throat, but the front is so light and so lacking of flavor. I mean, there's like almost no flavor on the front. You get a little bit of sweetness in the middle, but... On the nose, there's a lot of variety, but when you drink it down, it's basically you get some sweetness. A nice sweetness, a little bit of a creaminess, a little Maybe honey. Just a little bit of burn, but it's really not very complex. But the burn is almost like a... Well, actually, no, I do get the burn, but it's almost like a throat burn, not a yeah, palate but, burn. But, but it's just not... It's not very complex. It's very But it's light. nice and easy to drink, though. What's the proof on it? It's probably 40. I'm going to guess it's 40. Let me take a look here. Mm. 40%. Yeah, I don't want to write it off because it's different. The nose is a little different. It has um, caloric um, numbers on there because a lot of of scotches don't have that. What would be the point of it? 96 calories. What's, I'm just saying, the, but like, honestly, yeah, no, I agree with you. But what I mean that to, it, like, and they have the drizzly on the website and other stuff. So I, I yeah. feel like it's more of a modern sort of. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's what they're trying to do with the bottle and everything. But it's it's. Uh, mm, I mean, the bottle's cool. The I mean, the the nose is actually. I mean, pretty I like nice. a traditional the, round the, on the nose is really bottle. nice, but the flavor is really lacking though. Yeah, it's not really much not that. But the, compared to the nose, because the nose is pretty yeah, intense. Yeah, I expected a lot more. I expected a lot more from that. The nose is really unique. Yeah. I will say that the nose is unique. Uh, you know. So I it, would I expected a little bit more bite, a little bit more flavor. Just, just, just more complexity. I mean, once it goes down, you get a little bit of sweetness. You get a little bit of that burn, maybe a little just creaminess as well. But like as, in terms of the flavor. It's different, though. Mm. I mean, that's why I'm sort of going to hold out. You know, I'm going to give you my rating. Well, I'm going to hold out on this one because I'd like to drink it a couple more times. It's like toffee. To see where I don't know. It, it, it kind of reminds me of like an Irish whiskey. And and we're not really big on Irish whiskeys. That's why we barely have any Irish whiskeys on the podcast. But You know who's not big on Irish it almost, whiskeys? It almost, who's that? Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they're pretty high. On, <laughs> but on they're Irish so whiskeys. bad. Yeah. I mean, they're not. And this one <laughs> sort of is reminiscent of. Uh, of some of the Irish whiskeys that we've had on the podcast. Yeah, it's got like that little bit of a tartness. Uh, not as much as the sharpness you'd get from like a, yeah, where would you like a Tom Moran or some of the other Irish whiskeys we've had. Proper 12, which is not yeah, really Yeah, proper 12. 
It's not even really an Irish whiskey. I'll knock you the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> I'll knock your wife out, your kids, you know, person in a wheelchair. I'll fight you. I don't care. I'll fight you. <laughs> I don't care. He's He's got, yeah, talk about head downhill. Yeah. He's like taking but what the I mic. Respect the, I respect the guy. I mean, I respect he's the guy. He's going down the Michael Jackson trajectory yeah, yeah, yeah. of his yeah, career. No, I mean, the, guy, the guy came from nothing and he's made millions for himself. Good for him. I mean, you know, he's, 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 he's a good showman. Oh, I mean, for not, sure. not everybody's not everybody's good at that. And he's really good at that. At point, he's not a great uh, fighter, but he's a great showman. He's, yeah, he's just gotta like keep your money. Yeah, you can fight me; you would have kicked my ass. But other other fighters that are trained, he's not very good at kicking their ass. Go out on top. But That's I mean, it'd, it'd be great to have him on the podcast though. <laughs> <laughs> be beating the shit hey, out of our neighbors. Caught out of my garage. Hey, but uh, Ben, where, where would you rate this on our thirst and goal rating scale of beverages? Whew, that's a tough one to rank. Not really. <laughs> well, because there's something unique about the nose and the flavor that I that I I don't feel like I've had something exactly like it. So I'm a, I'm I'm holding out. I have a little bit of of a caveat that I may grow to like it, but the nose is so I unique. So. I don't think you will. And the nose is so, it's it's almost too much. It's kind of almost almost putrid. Kind of, sort of. Uhtred? From Bebenba? <laughs> On the nose. It's like, the nose is like, it's tr- it's, it's almost too much. Like, No, the nose is nice. It's sort I of mean, like pick a lane. Like, chilled, it smells much better than it did when it was just a little bit warmer at room temperature. Now, I mean, there's a lot more sort of scents coming through on the nose than there was before. But the taste, the flavor, you expect something different because the nose is complex. And then you taste it, and it's like, mm, it's really lacking. It is really lacking in flavor. There's not much there. I mean, you drink it down, it's flat, it's soft, it's, I mean, it's smooth, which is nice. I mean, if you like that sort of thing, you know, just smooth all the way down with just a little bit of, like, cinnamon spice on the back of the throat. But that's all there is. There's really not much yeah, to it. Yeah, it's interesting because I was hoping that the nose wouldn't match the flavor. I was hoping I, that the I nose, was hoping would, that match the nose the would match the flavor. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a six. Yeah, I would give it a five. Yeah, I mean, it's average. I mean, you know, it's something that you can drink. I mean, it's something that if you want to sit back and, you know, have it as your nightcap and just, you know, sip sip on something smooth and not really think about the flavors too much, that's fine. But it's definitely not up there with some of the better, um, you know, browns that we've had on the show. So you're saying it's not as good as the Dalmore? Not as good as the Dalmore, no. That, that was, uh, well, also a different price range, <laughs> too. But you had avoided it for decades. Uh, it looks corny. Or a decade. It looks corny. But did it taste corny? No. No, See? it tastes pretty damn good. Even though your body is light to medium, people don't judge you on that. <laughs> yeah, it it, it it didn't have a sh- it didn't have a short creamy finish. No. <laughs> no, it had a long Yeah, long complex. Yeah, complex. You know, you know yeah. It, it put a little R&B on the radio for me. It was, you know, it, it a little bit of Barry White. <laughs> yeah, just everything was good. It lasted a long time. Oh yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, Friday, you're at a five. I am at a six. Mm-hmm. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our beer of the night once again from one of our favorite breweries. Can't wait. From Einstock. And I think it's one of our favorite breweries because it comes from a place where you don't expect breweries to be from Iceland, Ben. I mean, you don't expect humans to be. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, right now they're high temperature in October, you know, over here in, in LA it was about 95 degrees today. In Iceland is probably about 30 degrees for their high, but there's not too many ingredients to work with when you're living in the ice. But I mean, they've made some fantastic beers. 
Oh, for sure. Uh, a couple of offerings weren't that great, but I think they were trying to overreach on some of those. Yeah. But, um, you know, some of the ones that we've had on the podcast so far have been terrific, and I can't wait to try this one. All right, folks, we'll be right back with the I or the Einstock Arctic. Arctic something. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for you to try to figure it out. The Arctic, Icelandic, Arctic lager. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, and we are back with our beer of the week. One of my favorite bumpers there, Ben. I love that bumper. But so we have the Einstock, Icelandic, Icelandic Arctic Lager, one of our favorite breweries, Ben. And I was surprised that it would be from Iceland. Yeah, exactly, man. You're just picking up whatever moss you can get off the rocks and the the ice. Hey, Bjorn, do you think this is a good one? (laughs) Should we take this one? Uh, what do you think? Uh, what do you think Bjork thinks about this one? <laughs> Isn't she like from? Uh, I think she's from Iceland. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think she's from Iceland. Well, what yeah. made you choose this particular beer? I, I mean, I, you know, whenever I'm walking down the uh, the aisle at um, at Total Wine, I, I'm always looking for something new from Mindstock. I mean, we've we've tried pretty much their entire line, at least what's available to us here in the U.S. And I'm always looking for something new. And I mean, this was something that was sitting on the shelf. I mean, they're cans you know really stand out especially this one i mean the graphics on this one it's like um it's almost like a like a frozen i mean how would you describe it like almost like an icicle ish like sort their, of, their normal logo but, it, but frozen into ice ex- crystals yeah and i mean it would be a great logo for the uh for the vikings yeah <laughs> for the minnesota for sure. vikings would for actually sure. be a pretty good logo uh but i mean you know i saw this one most of the um the cans are like just straight white or even that we uh was it that the what was that one where that was like the their weedy one we didn't really, I mean, it was okay not the greatest i forget what it was called yeah that one's sort of like a darker blue and then we had their more recent can which was and basically the just aluminum had, yeah. yeah i mean but they, they all kind of have the same color this one really stood out because it's almost like a a, a bright it's sort like of a turquoise blue, with turqu- a, yeah. yeah so i mean it really stood out on the shelf I'm like oh shit is that a new einstein have we tried this one before and i looked back at pictures on the podcast that I never post, but I looked at back at pictures to see if we've ever had this particular style of Einstock beer, and it doesn't look like we have, and so I'm excited to try it. All right, let's do it. Let's get a little Icelandic national anthem action. Yeah, I don't know what that is. That seems like what you'd hear in Iceland. That that sounds like a church choir. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Seize your thirst with our Icelandic Arctic lager, it says. The Arctic Lager, Iceland's magnificent glaciers draw curious legions from around the world. Experience Iceland at its best by tasting their Arctic Lager, brewed with Munich and Pilsner malts and dry hop with Citra and Citra Creole hops. Arctic Lager delivers a full aroma, delicious flavor, and crisp, refreshing taste for all adventurous Vikings. What are Citra Cryo hops. Citra cryo hops undergo a cryogenic process in which the whole leaf hops are separated into concentrated lupulin to preserve their essential oils and resin, all at an extent extremely low temperature. This procedure results in a more potent, hoppy, and citrusy taste that completes the flavor. They then use a dry hopping method with these citra and citra cryo hops to impart the most flavor-forward aspects of hops without adding bitterness. Interesting. Hmm. This approach, combined with pure Icelandic glacier water, results in a dry hop lager like nothing you've ever experienced. 
The ABV is 4.7. The key ingredients are Hellertal, Tradition, and Dry Hopped with Citra and Citro Cryo Hops, Munich Malt, and Pilsner Malt. The tasting notes, the clean, crisp taste will quench your Viking thirst. Naturally sessionable and reminiscent of an IPA, the subtle flavors of citrus are balanced by a hoppy lager smoothness. Uh, food pairings. This yeah, ref- you didn't ask me about what food pairings I would have with the scotch. Oh, that's true. What food pairings yeah. would you have with the scotch? Bratwurst. <laughs> Bratwurst. Yeah, exactly. Some nice sausage. Uh, the food pairings here are a refreshing brew with its universally pleasing flavor wow, pairs. Well, with to that oh. Icelandic uh, <laughs> national anthem. They're going at it. Yeah. With all types of cuisines, ranging from Mexican to Asian. Wow. The crisp so flavor. So pretty much to eat anything. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Uh, because no. Mexican cuisine is almost exactly the same as Asian cuisine, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like. And always it's, widely available and in Iceland. also American barbecue and shellfish. <laughs> Which is widely and available. Ca- Canadian cuisine and Canadian. French and Italian and, and everything. In other words, buy this beer. Yeah, buy this beer and eat it with everything and anything. But Friday, that actually sounds kind of interesting. In yeah. ter- at least the, uh, I never heard of a cryo hop before, but that was. Mm-hmm. Did you have your sushi tacos today? Uh, I did not. <laughs> because you should be eating your sushi tacos with this <laughs> with beer. This I should have. And I should also have some uh, some tri tip some tri tip curry. <laughs> tri tip. <laughs> tri tip. I'm gonna have some chorizo curry with also uh, yeah. you know, mix in a little bit of yeah. uh, you know, boiled lobster with um, uh, yeah. with uh, <laughs> I'm seeing where you, I'm I'm just trying to figure out where you're going with this. But chimichurri, uh huh, on top of the the lobster, yeah, little yeah. chimichurri Sounds lobster. Good. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah, it's like Robert Irvine is turning over in his non yet grave. Well, cheers to you, Ben. I can't wait to try this Einstock. See how it compares to the others. Oh, it's got a nice nose. Actually, on the nose, it is kind of nice. I mean, it's a little bit of hop. There's just a tiny bit of bitterness, but there's like a that cryo hop. Sweet... Do you taste? I, I get a little the cryo, cryo hop. Cryo. But there's a nice little bit of light citrusiness to yeah, it too. A little citrus, little t- little tight bitterness, but mm-hmm. small. Yeah, a little bit of bitterness right there. But the color is beautiful. It's slightly hazy, and there was a lot of Very head, gold. a lot of head Very when you poured it in. I mean, when I, right when I poured it in, there was just a nice white foam of head on the top. I mean, it was it was it was a beautiful pour for a beer because sometimes you'll pour a beer and there's absolutely nothing, no head whatsoever. But this one poured really nice, so. Let's see. Cheers to you, Ben. Let's see how it tastes. Cheers. Oh, we don't have the, the beer pour is gone. That's good. That's good. I just like the carbonation in that one. Like the carbonation did hit me. It's 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 there's a little bit of hoppiness, a little bit of citrusy notes to it. I mean it's an easy drinker. It's what you would expect from a I lager, actually. I would want a little bit more Christmas. I would That's want a solid a beer. Christmas. There's a nice little bit of just a little bit of bitterness got, on the back. Yeah, it's got bitterness, it's got dryness, it's got and there, it's interesting citrusy, that there is, but very Mild citrus on the on the palate. Yeah, but even the dryness is subtle. There's just a little bit of it there, where it's not overly dry. But there's a lot going on with this beer, though. 
That's a quality offering. Yeah, that's that is, what we expected when we fell yeah. in love with and even with even Einstock if, in the beginning. If it was, I mean, right now it's cold. If it was a little bit colder than what it is right now, it'd be even better. I think you know when we we put it under the ice, but you know it was it was basically a bag of ice. If it was like in the fridge for a you know an extended period of time where you can cool it down to a nice temperature, this beer would be very good. Yeah, for sure. Mm. And I also like the mouthfeel too. It's not. It's not overly heavy. It's not thick. It just has it has a nice consistency to it. I mean, the the flavor all the way through is smooth and just it's refresh. I mean, it's crisp. It's refreshing. I mean, there's there's a lot going on. I really yeah, like yeah. I mean, this could go offer. summertime or wintertime. It, either way, yeah. Maybe that's why they said you can eat it with Mexican to Asian. Probably no. I feel stupid. Yeah, because you could drink <laughs> it. In, I mean, this you, yeah, this would be refreshing. Because sometimes you hear, you, you'll hear these descriptions and you drink the beer like this is kind of stupid. Like what the fuck are they even talking about? But now, I feel like I'm stupid. And Einstock was a completely hundred percent right in in their description yeah, because I feel you like can drink it with anything. I could drink this after mowing the lawn, but I could also drink it after coming in from yeah. shoveling the driveway in the snowy in the snow. snowy winter. Yeah, in in Reykjavik. Yeah, exactly. Ex- well, I, you know, gotta get a gotta get a snowblower over there. Yeah, yeah, and, and maybe you don't have a drive. Maybe you live in the city, you don't have a driveway. <laughs> but if you did have a driveway, oh, that's nice. That's actually really nice. I mean, and it's got the uh, the aftertaste is is just a tiny little bit of juniper, or I mean, there's something I can't I can't quite. There's like a little pin bit of a, down what the aftertaste. There's like is. a little bit of a floral note to it too. But that is it is way better than I expected. I mean, like I expected it to be good because Einstock and we've had um, you know, quite a few offerings, but this is pretty damn good. I mean, I'm I'm, so, I'm shocked at how good this one is. I didn't expect it to be this good. I you know, cuz Wow, Ben, you're really putting that foam in your mouth right there. <laughs> but um, you just pour a little bit more into your glass, but I you know, I, the I mean, like that first one I, that we had, the Arctic. I can't remember exactly which one it was. I, that one was good. The pale. We had, we had a few others that were also pretty damn good. That that double Bach was pretty good. Uh, but I mean, the, the, I mean, it's always quality offerings, except for the offerings that they're trying a little too hard on, like that raspberry yeah. one, that lime one. It's like you know, don't try the Rattler stuff. Just yeah, like they, that's stick not to, their. That's not a lot of citrus that's not really trees their forte. in Iceland. Yeah, not really their forte, but like this, like. Your your the regular beer styles out Bjorn, there. Or can you pick me a lemon off that lemon <laughs> yeah. tree growing on the glacier? That's good. I mean, that's a really good beer, and the the can the the graphics. It's wow. I give them credit. I really do. That is a really good beer, considering where it came from. Yeah, to, you know? I'm gonna have to remember this when I not go that back. they can't when I go order back ingredients east. from all over the world, but yeah. still, you know, you don't expect Iceland to concoct. You know, quality beers, but we've had so many from Einstock that have just, I mean, yeah. they've blown us away because we just don't expect it. Yeah. I mean, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remind, I'm going to talk to my mother next because some of our good friends are, are very, uh, one of the couples that was a very good friend of my, my parents when I was a kid were from Iceland. Yeah. And we had, you know, many camping trips and, and most of my life I was like, where? Like they yeah. would tell me something, where? But I, I like, I, and I never really even understood what, the, what they were talking about, about Iceland and their, <laughs> You know the history because I was just, I was a kid. I think this might be the best one though. I, th- I think this might be the best Einstock that we've had on the show so far. I mean, it's got everything. Yeah, I mean, it's got it. It almost tastes like a lager. 
but it's got a little citrus, a little bit of bitterness, a little bit of dryness, a little bit of you know juniper or or, or some a flowery note there on the finish. But also the carbonation is like it's like the it's perfect amount of carbonation that you would need for a beer. It tickles your tongue on the way in and then on the way down. It, you know the head on the glass. I mean, look how it's sticking to the glass right there. Look at that. That's your favorite type of beer, right there. That, that's. I mean, this is a great beer. I mean, this is really good. I'm actually because the last couple were not so great. The last we had the the weird sort of Radlerish thing attempt that they made the lemon lime or whatever yeah. that was. Yeah, not that very was good. not good. Uh, but the porter was good. The the the, Double buck. The, the, the 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 white ale was good. The the regular the pale ale was good. The 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 first one we have, which is their the white can, which is sort of their main. Mm-hmm. Mainstay beer was good, but there were a couple that sort of went too a little far afield. Yeah, but this one, I like it. Yeah, where I, would you rate I, it? I really like this one. I mean, this one. I mean, it, it's it's. Uh, I mean, it's one of the better beers that we've had recently. I'm, I'm. It's pretty close to a ten, even because I didn't expect it. But uh, you know, I, I would say it's it's just it's pretty close. I would say it's a nine. A nine out of ten for for me. I mean, it really does have everything there, but then you have that Pliny for president. Some of those ones that were just like it blew you, like they really blew you away. I mean, this is way better than I expected, and it, you know, nine is a really that's a solid rating for this beer. I, this is something I would definitely pick up and just drink, like you said, any season. You know, summer, spring, fall, winter. I mean, it, it, any time this thing could be drank. Yep, I'm gonna give it a ten. It, this is. You know, I mean, obviously there's some beers that are better, but in that 10 category, this is one of the few beers that I would put up there. I mean, it's it's got everything. I mean, it's got the carbonation, it's got the flavor, dryness, bitterness, citrus, flowery mm. notes. And presentation. You know, presentation, but you're sitting in yeah. your glass. I mean, look at the color of the beer, that little bit of slight haziness, that bright golden color to it with that. And it's that, fresh. That it's... thick head on it, too. The way it pours into the glass, I mean, you know, that's it's it, the can, the graphics, I mean, everything. I mean, they did a really good job. I mean, fuck, good, good job, Einstock. Absolutely. So, Franny's at a nine. I'm at a ten. Franny, anything else to add? Uh, nothing else to add, but man, great beer. Oh, beautiful beer. Thank you so much for picking this up. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, our housekeeping to finish up the show. Oh, the most depressing part of the night. We are a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Please head to our website at thirstygold.buzzbrow.com. From there, you can subscribe and listen to all of our past episodes, all 143 of them. You can check out our show notes to get links to all of the stories that we cover, all of the browns, the bourbons, the scotches, the cognacs. The rise that we review, you get links to all the beers that we review as well, the loggers, the pilsners, the rattlers, all of them. You get links to all the podcatchers in the universe. You can leave us a review. Please leave us a review. How many stars, Ronnie? Five stars, man. Just leave us a five-star review, especially on Apple Podcast. That would be a big help. We truly appreciate it. You can email us at podcastthirstygold at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at GoldThirst and on on Franny's amazing and award-winning Instagram account at Thirst And. Check out all the photography of the Browns, the, the shots, and the beers that we review. Well, the beers are coming 
2023. <laughs> I'm gonna have to have a week where I just post beers. I mean, just I'm, I'm I might have to post this one because this one was really good. I may just have to text him like every day. Did you post the beers? Did you hey, post uh, the beers? Did you post the beers? That beer thing. Uh, and he'd be like, "Well, you, you know, it, it's 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 a lot of extra labor to post the beers." Uh, but yeah, so get us on all the podcatchers out there in the universe. But you can also get us on Audible as well as Pandora and Amazon Music. If for some reason you listen to your podcast there, Alexa can get it for you, and Pandora can get it for you, and Audible can get it for you. Franny, anything else to add before we finish up the show? Nothing else to add, Ben, except thank you so very much, everybody out there, for listening. Yes, thank you all, and we'll see you next week. 